Hello, everybody, and let me begin this episode by thanking the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the official sponsor, again, of Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. And Second Print Comics Podcast is run by two good dudes with cool attitudes, Mark and Remzo, and their podcast drops every Wednesday, and it is a damn good time. It's really good. I listen to it every week, and they have never failed to entertain me. And this past week, Their episode put the spotlight on Kurt Busiak and Alex Ross's Marvel's book, which is one of my favorites. And the good thing about this is it is one of my favorites. I ended up even doing some podcasts about it myself, but yet I still was able to learn some things about it that I didn't know going in. And that is pretty cool. And I'm all about the learning. I don't know if you know this, but... I especially like learning while I'm being entertained. That is what the kids call edutainment nowadays. So listen to the Second Print Comics podcast. Follow them at Twitter and Instagram at Second Print Pod. Go to their website, secondprintcomics.com, and also check out their Patreon, which is patreon.com slash secondprintpod. And on their Patreon, they end up having a bunch of cool things they are going through the Winter Soldier. What is that called? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We end up having Remzo and his buddy Caleb doing that. Mark has a couple things that he does on his own. You also get early access to their show and you get a little bit of a golden nugget of a podcast, Remzo's Rants, where he was actually even talking a little Star Wars this past week. And I really had a good time listening to that. So check out all of those links. They'll be in the show notes. Again, go and search Second Print Comics Podcast. Follow them, rate and review. Also go to Twitter and Instagram at Second Print Pod. Go to their website, secondprintcomics.com, and their Patreon, patreon.com slash secondprintpod. And thanks to both of them for sponsoring tonight's show. And let's get to it. All you foxy people out there, it's time to get back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 355. 355. Here we are, Eric, and we have three books tonight. Uh, DC isn't putting out a lot of books. and I love it. Some of the other ones, you know, maybe we're not as hip to be square with. Aaron, that's a Huey Lewis reference. For I don't even know what you're talking about, though. Some there. of the other ones this week or yeah. in other weeks? Every week. I mean, there's like three books that we're not talking about this week and every other week. But we have the three big ones here. Luckily, we get to talk about two that I thought were two of the stronger books this week. But we also talked about two other ones, Superman number 30 and Batman the Detective number one on our Patreon. Picked by the badasses, the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop, boop. And then, you know, that. Batman the Detective Tom Taylor deal people were looking forward to. I'm not hearing a ton of people talking about it, but if I'm you still want looking to forward to, to us, yeah, if you want to hear us talk about that and the Philip Kennedy Johnson Superman, 
going off to distant lands that Superman I'm was. way more forward to Batman the Detective than Phil Kenny yeah, Johnson so, Superman, right? Well, one thing I like about the Batman the Detective is it ends at six. So, you know, even if we're <laughs> easy, loving or whatever, you're like, all right, we're squeezy. done. But we'll have to see. Maybe Phil Kenny Johnson can start hitting better for us as he is for others because some people are really loving it. But still. We'll have to see about that. But, yeah, we have Batman Urban Legends, Wonder Woman, and the Joker here. And we're going to go off now to, again, tell you where you can find us. You can find us over at the Twitters at Weird Science DC. You can go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, see reviews for all of these books and more. And also go and join up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you get a bunch of things, including, like I said, that spotlight picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, which leads us into a little badass roll call. Eric, we're going to go through this here. No fuss, no muss. Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast. Ted Brooks, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Eraser, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Cisco. Matches Malone, Niels Tewart over there in Germany doing whatever he does. He does crazy stuff. Sexy David Fick, Joey Bear, Asco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comics Boom, Arake, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Abir, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Manship messaged me this week. He loves every book until the next day. Then he hates them all. Andrew and Belfast. Because he's Swanee, not high anymore. Anthony G. He did mention the others. <laughs> Dalton Heatham. My man, Keep from NYC. Sailor Moon. Mark. Our man, Rob Lewis. Brandy Murray. Double A. Ron. And a shout out to the all time. Reggie. Reggie there. So there we go. And yeah, we don't have a ton of books, but we got some mail in a little bit as well. We don't have a ton Jeez, of books, really too, but we got some there. big old books. Yeah, they are. They actually took me a while to get through. <laughs> some of these, it seemed like they were triple issues, but we'll get to that and some mail and all that right about now. Ah, yes, here we are with the reviews. We have two books in this first section, and they are both my, at least, blurbs here and actually my reviews, now that I think of it. And <laughs> they're books that <laughs> I really like the first run of these. It's Batman Urban Legends and Wonder Woman. And the first issue? Were, yeah, the first okay. deal when we first got into those. Uh, we were into the deal, and there was some changing up things. Wonder Woman, it felt cool coming out of the whole 
all Future new, State all different the, Wonder Woman. You don't yeah, even know even what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I know that I, in the back of my mind, I thought to myself, oh, this is a lot like that, you know, Aquaman and the uh, Misfit Gods deal. But I was like, I don't know. Having Asgard things, that seemed pretty cool. We go into these second issues of both of this new Infinite Frontier run deal. And both, I think, took a little bit of a step back. Uh, Wonder Woman ended up kind of upsetting me a bit more because with Urban Legends, you're going to get a lot of things getting in here. We're going to change up some stories coming up. And even with that, you get these random one shots. So the book always has a chance to rebound and whatnot. Uh, But I just I wanted to really love both of these and i i do like them but that's you know i just want to be positive eric i just don't want to end up because we ended up getting a itunes review this week that basically one star said that all we do are complain and Uh bitch and moan about stuff so i I want to people been saying that for years now well it's true but actually those are far and between now it's back to that again because i think some new people had joined in it's like one of these guys but they might not know what the real bitchin' is there. If they think the last two months of the bitchin', they got some, you know, troubles if they go back. But also said that we're unlistenable, but hey, that's just that. But we're gonna start off with listen. Batman <laughs> Urban Legends number two. And it is a book with a bunch of things. This is an anthology deal. The main story being written by Chip Zdarsky with Eddie Barrows and Eva Ferreira and Julio Ferreira on art. A lot of artists, Marcus Toe, flashback artist as well. And Adriana Lucas on colors and Becca Carey on letters. And then you also have a Cecil Casalucci Batgirl story. You end up having a Brandon Thomas Outsider story. And then the Grifter story by Matthew Rosenberg. And we'll get into all those as we go through. But my blurb is here. And I've also realized nobody cares about my blurbs, Eric. I'm not winning awards. So here you go. Here you go, people. I'm telling you. I'm like, man, I I took the one, one week. I had three blurbs, Eric. I took three days to write those things just meticulously. That's a lie. But I continue to like this anthology book. It's just not every story in it. But that's kind of the way things are going. I'm really into the Red Hood and the Grifter stories. And I am more interested in the outside story after this issue. And I hate the background one. And this kind of goes with the deal. I didn't right. mind as much the Harley one last week. Our last issue you didn't really like that that much but it seems like we're just going to get one dud at least one big dud well, that's like time. the weirdest part because a lot of stuff we're dealing with even the red hood story like you know how it plays out this issue like the last issue when we had harley quinn that little one-shot story is that feels like we're just replaying stuff we've done to death already and like you know non-stop so even when you have like you know batgirl show up it's almost like all right everybody here's the batgirl one shot that we're dealing with she's going up against virus but essentially now she's oracle but Oracle and Burnside. So if you like Batgirl of Burnside, you're going to love Oracle of Burnside because it's just as ridiculous and freaking does nothing for the character. And I know that you might have thought I mailed in the blurb, Eric, but I wasn't done. Oh. Here's the last bit of it. As Eric sang once at a gig, three out of four ain't bad. There you go. He's just a little meatloaf. I, I changed Two out of three. the lyrics to it. <laughs> no, but you always change stuff up at your gigs, I hear, so that you don't get sued. But yeah, even that Batgirl one, the funny thing about that Batgirl deal, though, I still think you get to the the thing about the uh, Batgirl one that makes me giggle, Eric, it's going to make me giggle when we even talk about it, because that is the second story. But it is a story that is a continuation from Cecil Castellucci's run as if everybody's been waiting (laughs) With bated breath. There's such I mean, a, the, the problem that I have with this book already, I will tell you, Batman Urban Legends is probably the greatest bang for your buck at DC Comics right now with the way it's presented and it being an $8 price tag for four stories. 
But I, I don't know if it's because the how many stories we have plus the monthly like you know release schedule of this. But when I go into this, I feel a gigantic disconnect from anything that I read I previously. Do. And and I, I don't know. Maybe it was this issue itself. It was. I mean, it's the second parts of these stories, except for the Becker one. And you know, you're kind of easing in. I think I that dare what you to I go wonder... into this issue of Grifter, like you know, the story of Grifter, and remember what happened last time, and think that this really has a gigantic connection to what we dealt with last issue, except for the idea that Mrs. Nora Freeze was killed. And they were they were driving away and end up getting hit by you know that deal where they get into the crash. But still, even with that, yeah, there is a weird deal with these that there is a disconnect. I think. And also some of these stories, like even the beginning one, the Batman Red Hood one, Chip Starsky, it is kind of a, you know, a setup issue. It's giving you more feels than actual story. And I think that that's winning some people over. But by the end, you kind of do want more. And my big thing about it is as I was reading it, it's so like non-story based, really, that I actually thought it wasn't as many pages as the last because I just zipped through that one. I want it more. Uh, I do like what you get with the feels and what you get with Batman and Red Hood, but you don't really do that much. Then you go into that Batgirl story, and I don't even know what's going on. I mean, that story is just hot garbage. And then <laughs> the outsiders, like everything, nothing hit. Like when we read the first issue, we were pretty like wow factor with a lot of things. We got oh, yeah, our totally. Grifter continuing. We love Grifter. It had a it very so Deadpool cool. feel to it. It was just fun to read and action Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. This seems like you end up, having matthew rosenberg like oh my god we better get this info out because we don't have that many. we only have five issues here it's not an ongoing so we have to get to it and you get a lot of things thrown at you which is why i think i felt a disconnect with it it wasn't as fun it was more of an info dump were you talking about the of idea things. of grifter when you go in and grifter and lucius fox are you know getting chased and going on like you know onto an ambulance like that None of that stuff, we didn't We didn't end that way in the last issue. He was going through, the, like, the Wayne Tech security, trying to get information for whoever he's working for on the sly, and out of nowhere, we just jump into this whole new thing that now involves Leviathan as well with the Toy Man. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing anymore, Grifter. Yeah, that, that didn't bother me as much as, because, you know, it's a cold open, they're driving around, they get hit, oh my god, we're having this going on. I, you know, everybody has their target on. Like, just the connection that we man. had, though, where it seemed like, you know, Grifter was working behind the scenes with somebody like, you know, when he was going to the penguin and working with him and also it seems like he's working with the engineer and Halo and stuff like that to get other information from Wayne Tech. All that kind of felt pushed aside here to get to this weird Winslow shot Leviathan that it felt like it did come out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, that wasn't my problem. My problem was when that woman showed up and I'm like, you're adding too many things now. You know, chance? the other head of security chance. Uh, and at one point, Lucius even says, like, listen, I know you're involved in these other things. Don't get involved in these things. Come and, you know, do some stuff with us. You can have a nice living with that, all that, you know, saying, get away from the whole you know, Wildcats sort of nonsense and things like that, which I did like that. The, the Leviathan name drop was very odd. And then well, you add the, Chance. Well, that's the last and then time we add, saw yeah. Winslow's shot was when Bendis decided to redo the checkmate kind of thing. Or during, I think it was actually during, you know, Superman's like identity reveal, like Superman villains or whatever it was, when um, Toy Man decided like, oh shit, I'm going to give up the ghost because if he has the courage to go and do this, I'm not mad at Superman or Clark Kent. I'm going to join Checkmate for whatever reason. And that's the last thing that we ever saw of Winslow's shot. And I'm so upset because 
I was mad at that because I desperately want a Toy Man story. And now he shows up here, wants to talk to Cole Cash about Leviathan, gets murdered. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, there goes that. I can't yeah. have anything nice in, in this the meantime. World. Jason's chasing him. And you have a lot of crazy stuff going on. And, and when we get to that, you know, we'll get to it. But you do start out with the Red Hood and Batman in Cheer Part Two of Six. Like I said, you end up having, you know, Jason, he killed again. You end up where I thought maybe this guy would pull through. He ain't pulling through her. I mean, he's dead as a doornail. And the police are on their way. He's going to be in trouble. He ends up trying to call Barbara. Like, oh, my God, Barbara, I'm in big trouble there. I think that what you're seeing here is Barbara thinks that it's all fun and games. She's pouring her tea. Eric, she's going to start sipping it like Kermit. Well, she's and, the new Alfred. Yeah, she's like, oh, my. Uh, but, yeah, you have all that, and you go to a flashback. And we've had flashbacks. This is a Jason, you know, real young kid flashback. And it does make you feel bad for his upbringing and him, where I think it does serve well of with what he just did to this kid, Tyler, where he doesn't want him to have his parents you know, affect his life going forward. Unfortunately, they both might be dead. The mother is in a coma from being a drug user, and I think that she might pull through. She's a drug uh, user. Yeah, she's a druggie. Uh, but she yeah, you does, even folks. see that. You see there that he, he uh, his mom loved him. She just went down the wrong path there. Yes, she's like, I need Here. you to go out there and buy it's bread. So All we have money is for bread and my drugs. Take this. Get out of here while my drug dealer comes. I get my fix. Yeah. I'm going to go sleep for Damn a while. Right. And make sure just you're not around where freaking, you know, the drug dealer shows up and might hang around about and might even deal to your mom. But who knows? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. She starts off. Can you do a favor? Get something for yourself, too. Oh, they don't have like money for that. money for that. Okay. But she needs That's what happens. And even that with the, hey, you want to go out of here? I did, because she doesn't want to have her kids see her taking the drugs. I mean, it's not just like, get the hell out of here. I don't want to see your face. She's trying to do what she can, but she can't. She's a drug user. A drug user. <laughs> she's an, she's, she's a, an addict. She's an addict. Uh, but she is trying. It's just she can't break it, and it's almost like there's the little Jason Todd. He thinks he's got to be the one to do it. He ends up, you know, being a jerk to, and not a jerk. He stands up to this drug dealer who shows up, like, "Hey, I'm the doctor. I got the medicines," and he's like, "Yeah, fuck off." And the guy gets pissed. Pulls Ooh, tough talk, little man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it, it gives you that idea. And I saw some people online saying they hated this. Jason wasn't mean like that. I'm like, really? His mom. Is an addict and he wants to pretty much this guy he wants dead. I mean, it maybe not well, just the whole doing idea. it, but if, he if wishes. people online are upset saying that you know Jason wasn't a mean kid, it was because of this upbringing that he had that eventually became he became the Robin who would go over the line and stuff like that. Like, it just didn't happen overnight. This is a long line of things that make Jason who he currently is, and it all started here. So, the idea that a drug dealer walks out of his freaking apartment where he's been sitting out in the hallway waiting for his with mom to bread. get done, whatever, done with the bread, they're gonna have bread you know, sandwiches, you have this, Eric. You know it. You have this <laughs> drug dealer who is just talking shit about, you know, your yeah. mom's going to like, you know, going to be sleeping for a while, whatever, stuff like that. And he goes and he pushes him down the stairs. Now, I'm not saying this drug dealer got killed here, but I'm saying he's not having a very happy day because, you know, he just, that's, that's a, it's a terrible buzz kill to get pushed down the stairs. Is all I'm saying, whatever yeah. high he was he feeling, it's shoot. over now. I, I just shoes hope, fell off. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't mind except for I don't want that to be Jason Todd's first kill. No. Uh, but I wouldn't mind if the guy died, and I, I hope something bad happened to him. I hope that he I still think that the Jason Todd's first kill is when he pushed that guy off the balcony back in the original comics where he was yes. robbing. Yeah. yeah, you're still going. You're still going that he pushed. You end up where he did. 
Yes, we we both both think that he did the diplomat there. You end yeah. up though where diplomatic that happens. community. Uh, There's only one way to take community. care of those people, Jim. Revoking it—that's what you do. It's, it's been, been revoked. revoked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when he when he pushes this guy down the stairs, I'm not at this point going like. Oh my God! I'm like, yeah, hell right. Yeah, no, Take no, that, this, jerk. This, this works for the character that makes sense completely. That's what I'm yeah. going with. And Poor Jason. With all this, then, like the Grifter, this is the weird thing because, like you said, with the Grifter story, we have a setup. The cheer drops, right? We we have yeah. this investigation going, and then suddenly we just push that aside for oh, Batman nice <laughs> for Batman to go well yeah but there's still the drugs are still out there and all that and they even say that Batman's like yeah I'm going to put this aside for a minute and then I'll get back to that and whatnot but he's there he's talking in what looks like a salt shaker Eric I'm like what was he talking to the salt shaker but he's after this guy Sydney who is a known associate, a known you know why? of the scare Cuz he's about to assault somebody. Uh, oh my god it's a, it's assault and pepper Eric you end up where he ends up, it's a cool deal, and it's a Batman deal where he comes through. He's Mr. So microphone. The idea that he is going through this whole deal, though, I'm telling you, the idea that he has a freaking speaker in these, you know, no, you know guys he's going, going around the Batmobile and like, hey, good looking, we'll be back to pick you up later. He's arrested here. You're not now, allowed is, to do that nowadays. This is the Batman that I like to see, though. The one, like, you know, the, the urban legend, like this thing is called, where you, where you have this whole thing where he is talking to them, like the idea that he is with them always in the shadows, in their car right now, maybe, and they jump out of the car because they're freaked out, and then they're he is and then all the lights around him are going out and as he is just through the shadows i'm like yes this is the creature of the night batman that i want to see more of i would have just turned the channel is what i would have done eric i'm like hey put on am radio dude i don't want to hear this batman (laughs) am coast to coast is on really i I need to hear some ufo talk and stuff you end up where he's there and i just like what are you doing sydney's after you it's like oh shit he jumps out like you said this is the cool where I think that you agree when we love the Batman, especially with goons like this, like lower level deal. I love seeing Batman doing things without actually doing them. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like he just scares the shit of them because of the idea of, you know, they're a fearful lot. I dress as a bat. Like a lot of times that doesn't play off. And it does. Here, it ain't working know? for Batman no more. He shows up and they're you like, job. this dude again. Uh, but yeah, and, and really, if you want to go with that and, and tie it into this story with Jason, the idea that at this point, most of these guys should always, and sometimes you do get it, you know, you're not going to kill me. You don't kill. And maybe he needs that edge again, like with the salt and pepper, Eric, that he's talking in there and saying, push it. But you end up where he push does get this guy. Good. And this actually works out. In a cool little way, just in general, like not just for this little story with Jason or whatever, the idea that, okay, a lot of the Scarecrow's guys haven't had work because they even think he's dead. Scarecrow's dead, yeah. 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 And and so if they believe it because there's no work, so they're doing work for Mr. Freeze. And I love that Mr. Freeze is just sending him out for groceries. (laughs) Like he hasn't set up anything yet. And and this where we'll get to the Joker story later where they talk about Dude, when, I just when like there's downtime that there's this duality to the story that we're not picking up where his goons are just hanging out his ice locker freaking headquarters that he has right now and he knows that his drug dealers coming over and he gives him somebody go out and get some bread goons. that's what it is it's there there's <laughs> there, the little jason todd i just i actually thought that what it was they're used to the scarecrow the yeah. scarecrow has a way of doing things and maybe even some of them i'd even go with like hey we worked with the riddler before like they're all messed up and he's like hey go get me some bread 
he means to rob a bank. They're like, oh, shit, we got to go to the grocery store. All right. Let's, I don't know what the eggs and milk mean, but I don't know. Oh, we're new. You, but you yeah, want the wheat or the whole rye? The best would be or so funny if what happens is no, that yeah, Jason, Jason knows the code. He's like, what? He's a bread. <laughs> he goes flying out of there. But I do like Mr. the idea. Mr. needs help like, right now. Yes, oh, my God. He doesn't need us to fight him. He needs our help. They just have a big intervention. Penguin's there. What the fuck am I doing here? I don't care about this guy. Uh, but you end up it's where. It's so weird to actually think about this because in the last issue. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, and you know what thing is? I'm, I'm actually messing this whole thing up because I'm like. Yeah, because is it's he using it because no, Exactly. Because is he going to use it now in my head canon that I'm creating as we talk? I can say because that Nora these all Freeze go together. dead in Grifter. And he's depressed. It could be. I, I mean, I'm telling you, the idea of bringing up the scarecrow Why, not Nora? working. It you, does widen you it out. You dismissed my love with your icy heart. Now I must <laughs> fill that icy heart with cold, hard heroin. I, or maybe grilled cheese sandwiches. We don't know. Who knows what he's into, Eric? Uh, but yeah, when, when you have that, that does broaden the horizons here, especially in an anthology book. We're, we're kind of used to and in tune with an anthology book theme more about like, Oh, these side stories and things like that. Oh, we're, we're having an urban legend still. Where, that's what we're used uh, to. Yeah, that's what we're used to. So the idea of bringing up the scarecrow being dead, I think that that, and I'm telling you, you could even think that maybe Nora in the other, and that would be awesome if it does tie into all Agreed. this. But right now, what I was tying it into, like I said, is in the Joker book that we'll get to by the end of the podcast, when the villains are on their downtime, there's a lot of these safe houses that were around the, the world. Where they can go, and this explains where they disappear. I like Batman's to think that back in the eighties, that the Joker had one, and you know Saudi Arabia when he used to hang out at the yeah, Ayatollah. Yeah, hey, go with it. I mean, there it is. It's really big there too. And so you end up having Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze is in the middle. It seemed like Egypt at one point, but then they kind of went against that too. But you end up Mister Freeze is in this downtime. But he can't afford to get his ass to like Costa Rica or anything. So he just sits and, and gets groceries. I mean, a, a man's got to eat. Gotta eat. What happens? I mean, really? And uh, so, yeah, it's a weird deal. And it made me giggle that they were just out to get groceries. Don't forget it, the ice cream. You know why cream. I think it is? <laughs> I think it's okay, they're bitch. like, we, we brought you milk. Well, I'll make my own. Uh, I think that maybe. This is to make it so that you know that the cheerdrop steal, you kind of get both the Scarecrow and Mr. Freeze out of the way. So you can kind of, okay, I looked We're into it. We're still trying to figure out who's this. really developing these things. Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's like all the different chemicals that are in this. You're, you know, breaking down who, who it is or who it's not. Like, okay, Scarecrow's dead right now. Everybody believes at least he can't be behind it. Who are these goons with? Oh, they're working for Mr. Freeze. So, okay. We can but check he's him just off getting list. groceries. He's getting groceries. That's what I'm saying. It does end up like that's in a weird, like, His subtle way. aspiration is trying to find those. out what he's having for dinner tonight. He wants, like, two for one Ben and Jerry's. It's pricey, Eric. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, he's just figuring out how, like, all these new goons. Do they have like, a special I don't want to feed you. <laughs> Please. Uh, but the big thing is that, you know, Barbara even gets a hold of Batman. Hey, listen, Jason's in trouble. He needs help. The police are going. There's been a killing. Uh, and I want my shilling. And so <laughs> he ends guy. up, he ends up showing up. And again, you kind of go to the well another time with this, but I did still like it where the kids, no, the like Tyler is, says, I want to wear the mask again. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and, sorry, when you had that aspect where, you know, he's listening in like the, it's, the mask is talking, Mr. Hood. You know, it says that Batman's coming. It says Batman's here. <laughs> it made me laugh. It me made too. Me laugh. And there's Tyler two. in my mind is the best part of this book because it gives you this connection of Jason growing up and doing this and the idea that Jason is going. Because it's a new aspect for Jason trying to take care of a kid who just fucking murdered his father. But he's still trying to take care of the kid. But everything else about this, especially when Batman shows up. If we hadn't just dealt with Red Hood and the Outlaws, where the joke, where Red Hood shot Penguin in the face and Batman thought he killed him, this could have worked better. Well, but see, it, the thing it, is, it screams that same story. He thought he killed him, Eric. He didn't kill him then. So this is Point a real killing. Fine. Uh, what uh, What I like about it, though, is it is Penguin's a OG. you know, it's crushing Jason. I mean, he is not going to step back and say, "I shouldn't have killed that guy." That guy was a piece of crap. He ended up where the big trigger at the point was, eh, I gave the kid some of them drugs and he, he's still bitching and moaning. And that Ooh, just threw him now. in the way that Jason could even say to himself, thinking back, if I ended up letting that guy live, this kid's life is done. This guy is going to be a piece of shit. He's going to be trapped. So he ends up, you know, reacting. I'm saying he doesn't want to kill a guy, but he's saying to himself, well, I'm going to have to deal with it. So when Batman shows up, Jason doesn't apologize. Jason doesn't. He attacks Batman first. Batman seems, and this is where I think that this book is going to be on the this, with this. Uh, well, why, no, you got to hit first. Time. This is the idea when uh, you would play hockey, and I'd have to tell people because we went from our team that we had when we were younger. We went from a non-checking, non-fighting league to a fighting checking league, and a and lot of the guys had club. never. And yeah, nobody had ever played. Yeah, a lot of the guys hadn't played in a checking fighting deal, and I said to them, "Listen, you, you can't just you know dawdle around. If somebody throws the gloves down, you better be the first one to punch because they're going to level you." And a lot of guys, you saw it. It took that first time. Well, Jason learned. You can't just wait for Batman to take the first punch because that's going to be the last one. And I do like it, but. I like the idea that when Batman comes here, he ends up, Jason has a joke, you know, the, the whole thing with the vampire that kind of made me giggle, but it feel, felt a little off. I mean, I think that what Jason's doing is stalling here, trying to do his routines, but so, you end up and you end up where Batman, he is asking him, he knows the answer. He says, I've warned you, no guns, no killing, not in my town. Like he doesn't come in half cock like before with the penguin. He came in just a swinging. And I, I just think imagine that- that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, Batman, when he was going to like, you know, beating the crap out of Red Hood that first time when he thought that Jason killed the Penguin, it was all about, you know, the DC mindset, though. He wasn't Batman at that point. He was Mr. DC. That was my one of my greatest villains. That was my <laughs> yeah. top four. Where do you, you get doing? off? That's money, Jason. You better not do that. And now we're going to have to have him wear an eye patch until we Dana just DeVito figure that he's him. not. <laughs> Quack. He's a uh, gem. Yeah, you end up where. I think that Batman at this point, I know, and this is the weird thing about this. This is where you're already in a tangle of a mess here of how this is going to end and how Jason can go off from this and end up still being Red Hood, still being in Gotham and not having that. Because if this is the time, Chip Zdarsky is pretty much going to say, listen, just don't kill good people and let because I don't know where you go from the idea because That's like you said, is, you have said it over and over and over and over and it's just don't kill again. Don't kill again. another time. And it, it's too much. So I think like that even maybe when we had it in, you know, the three jokers and stuff like that when we're bringing Jason back to Gotham, which is always exciting for me. But how do you keep doing this? Because Jason Todd is Jason Todd. He's going to continue to do Jason Todd things. And it just feels like, you know, we're going to be and you can't evolve the, the character that way. But over I, and over I, again. I'm telling you, I have a lot of faith in Chip Zdarsky, where even at the beginning of his Marvel Daredevil run, 
not knowing Daredevil or anything, but the way the story was going, I'm like, Reggie oh man, he's going to do this. No, Reggie thought he was deaf. Uh, <laughs> I ended up, <laughs> rest in peace, Reg. I ended up where he ended up showing, uh, again, that he is paying attention to the characters. He fed. So I think that what we're going to get from this, I really do, is a coming together of Batman and Jason Todd Red Hood so that they have a better understanding going forward and Batman I feel like realizing we did that already. Away. Yeah, but not like no, I'm not talking about you you have the rubber bullets. Like that's what I'm talking about that Batman pretty much finally says everything that you've done is my fault and I I understand. So it's on me as well. So let's just, you know, kind of go and get away from all this nonsense because anytime you have this when Jason shows up in Gotham it's just always, well, I'm here because Batman this. I think that he's just going to let Jason do his That's thing. That's the thing. Is and Jason's going to come decide. to him. Like the idea that we talked about before with like the joke about Mr. Freeze being an addict now and he needs help and not be violent. But the idea is Batman's going to come to him like, Jason, it is my fault that you're doing all this. And I'm sorry. You don't deserve this. Don't worry, buddy, though. I got this great place called Sanctuary. We're going to send you for a little while <laughs> to get your say, head right. Uh, by the way, when, you, can you pick up Wally on the way? He's going to be there with you as well. And some bread. Uh, no, what? actually, I'm glad you said this because this is where I'm getting in this to- total story. I'm, I'm going to try to channel my inner Chip Zdarsky, Eric. I think right. that what we're seeing is a lot of addiction right in this book yeah. you're seeing drug addicts and things like that but you're also in the deal of a like an intervention like you said an intervention if, if you're doing drugs right and you're a drug user as they say on the streets right sure whatever and, and i decide i need to give you an intervention i show up you're like hey man what's this all about not you you know it's tally is what i'm thinking of eric but when you do this a lot of times that doesn't work because you have to get to the point where that you, the abuser, decides not to do it. That that's yeah. the big step. I think that this might be the story where Jason I'm just not decides ready. because with that, some people are there. Some people just want to keep doing the drugs. Uh, but I think that what we're seeing all the time, and we keep saying it, we see it over and over and over. Batman is there with his rules. You can't kill in Gotham. You can't kill. You aren't. And it's never Jason saying to Bat, "Hey, can I come back because I'm done with this nonsense. I don't like killing people. I, it's weird I hate though because." It. If he walked away from this whole idea of who he is and the idea of what Red Hood is and the kind of vigilante that he is in the Bat family, it almost seems like something that I don't want because while I want some progression in the character, some evolution, where he moves on past killing, it almost seems like he would take it too far because he's chasing Todd the asshole. Well, you say like, that, Red but he Hood may no still more. beat the crap out of people. No, I mean, but like, I, He's done being Red Hood at that point and just moves on. I'm no, not I, doing I, this anymore. I think that he could still – I think that he wants to – or he would want to just be – you know, also just the idea. I hope that Chip Zdarsky, I don't know if he has enough time, but the idea where there's a lot of things that we go through, and maybe, just maybe, he's on the painting by the end. And then, That's all but I want. Just the idea of like, be listening. he's never invited to anything. They, they end up having well, That's the best part, everything. because we say that he's never invited. He's just that asshole who never shows up when we expect well, the worst. Well, it might be, but never, <laughs> nobody ever says that. Like, the, he's the, the, you know, the black sheep. They're like, oh, he. so I want this to actually get a little more. And you are seeing a broken kid that ends up being, and even when he says, what am I going to do with this Tyler? What is there going to be some paramilitary guy to come? And this has been the idea that Batman has failed Jason over and over, and not the... He got him killed. It's more of he was never there. Jason being the one kid, as we're seeing with the mother and stuff, the one kid of these that needed a father more than any of them because he always never had anything. The others, yeah, it's sad that the the Graysons died. 
But at least Dick Grayson has good memories of his mom and dad. And, and then we Tim go Drake. forward. Yeah, and Tim Drake. And, and Damien has his dad there. Tim, or, or Jason. Yeah. Does he really I mean, have his dad? Well, does he have his dad? And, and does his dad have mom. him? His mom I tried killing him and well, did again, kill him. That's the best thing. I want Damien to show up because he is the only one that might be able to even closely. Un- the other, like what, Dick what Grayson, I'd Damien say. Damien to show up and just like, you know, tell him to bend over a little bit to get eye to eye. Jason does. He slaps <laughs> in the face and says, stop being a bitch. Yeah. Snap out of it. He says, that's what he would <laughs> say. Uh, but <laughs> the thing is, like, the big thing here is. If, if Dick Grayson showed up right now to be the guy to talk to, I say that Dick Grayson's the greatest character. He can end up, he doesn't know what, what Jason went through. No, none of them do. He, Jason is the broken one and then ended up getting killed, then getting upset that Batman again in a way that you, you go with it. You don't kill the Joker. You no, it, it's kind of going in this of my dad didn't even care that I ended up. And remember, Alfred did say, he doesn't need Batman to go to him. He needs his father. He needs Bruce. And Batman's still not doing that. He shows up here. But I think that if this would have went like two more seconds without Jason, you know, going half cocked and started fighting, I think that Batman would have taken off the cow maybe or at least said, we got to work this out. I mean, this is. I really I, hope he doesn't do that because Tyler's right there. And it's oh, the I crux know. of the well, question. Tyler, you know, he, he ends up being, you know, some sort of Joker kid. Look at that red hair. But you end up where. It's just, Joker I think case. that what, I think that what we're getting there. there. Oh, well, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> All killers. Eric. And, really? And you have, he's dead. So he kind of, yeah, he's just an ass that I love. Well, and also, it, Barbara. I love Barbara. She slays me, Eric. But no, with this, you know, Jason needs a father. Jason needs, to this day, he needs he's something. And the man. idea that he ended up, though, Making this kid possibly an orphan that's going to go and do that cycle again. It's really hurting him, but now, he's not going to back up on that piece of crap dad that he ended up killing, though oh, he lies no, to Tyler. Is, just you and I were talking about this before, ahead of time because we both believe that his mother's going to pull through with her OD and being like being in a coma and stuff like that. Because while it is cool, the idea of Jason taking charge at the end of this somehow and wanting to raise Tyler because, you know, he's the one who made him an orphan, which is really messed up, but. We both believe that even though he has the best intentions and may want to step up and do this, we both believe that his mother's going to wake up out of the comatose state and Jason won't have to deal with this in the end. Well, I'm at the end, Jason marries the mother. He's just like, he goes way over the top. Hey there. It's like the while you were sleeping movie. Hey there, look at you. Uh, but yeah, the funny thing too is when you end up having Jason as a kid who goes up and gets the bread first up, I'm like, you didn't buy bread. You bought uh, freaking orange soda, I thought again. I was all upset. But no, you end up where Batman's there and he attacks. Jason attacks him. They start fighting. At first, Batman's doing it defensively. I'm like, you don't want to do this stuff. But yeah, Jason says, if I'm going to hurt people that hurt other, I'm going to do it. These are bad people. I'm going to do that. And Batman just has to beat them down. And then you get the feels because Batman had no idea that there was a kid in it, which shows you also how focused, angry, upset, whatever it was he was with Jason when he showed up. Because Batman knows the guy's the wearing of the a land. bat symbol and murdered somebody in Batman's town. You don't go, like, Batman's yeah. going whole hog on this shit like he did last time. At one point, I thought Batman put his arm through Jason, almost like in Injustice where Superman ripped through the Joker. But it, it's, you know, Jason a Boyd, quick he's fight. Ripping through yeah, people. damn right. And, yeah, you get even, like, a 
a cool art deal with a point of view with him getting you know punched away and stuff like that but that's where tyler jumps in and says leave him alone and i love that great leave him alone he's of, the red of, hood he's look, a good guy look at look at batman no no it's funny too because earlier there was almost that look from jason you don't have a camera phone do you kid it's so good when you end up batman's here he's here for you jason they have that twice it made me laugh i do like the art a lot in this um, but yeah, he's a good guy. He's everything, whatever. And like, hey, Tyler, everything's going to be fine. And there's Batman where, again, look at him. He puts his head down. Like, he's, he's sad. Like, what I am I like Eddie Bowers art a lot, but for whatever reason, when Jason's down on the ground, like before we get to that point, when, J- when Batman says, stay down, don't make me, Red Hood looks really wall eyed to me. Yeah, he does a little bit. Yeah, I don't know where his eyes are placed, but they ain't right. Yeah. I think I think it's that weird domino mask has been shifted a little from the punch, and we didn't know <laughs> okay. that that those okay are that. lit those are lit eyes like that's to scare people the, the red. So it, it's a little it. off kilter. It does look weird, uh, but yeah, just look at Batman. He grits his teeth. Oh my god! And yeah. then puts his head down. And maybe this is Great the time idea. where you know Batman realizes you know what some people do need to die because this kid's pretty cool, but he had the cheer job. We'll see. All how right, it goes. everybody. First, you know, this whole thing. Next member of the Bat family, Tyler. Tyler. And then right now he's like, hey, Tyler, I got something for you to do. What do you want, Mr. Batman? You want me to go get you the groceries? Like the Mr. Freeze? No, no, no. We heard the Joker's on 6th and Chew. I need you to go attack him. And Jason, I got your problem out of the way now. The deal out of the way. Uh, But yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it in a way that it is a little more of a subtle deal you don't get a lot of progression in the overall story but you're building you those feels with jason you're building into what i said i think it's something that it will finally give us that you know let's shake on this i love you you're my son let's figure it out and then jason to decide himself because it's not working with batman keeps saying don't kill don't kill don't kill even when Jason doesn't even have a gun, this guy ends up finding them, uh, you know, in a, a coincidence Everybody's way to shoot somebody, right? Yeah, but I'm saying even when he's doing rubber bullets, then something pops up so he can end up shooting and killing somebody. So hopefully this will be the final deal of Jason saying, I'm not going to kill anymore. It's all, and When he says it, he gets so mad. Just because I crossed the county lines, you want me to be like all that. And I don't think that he likes killing. Uh, he doesn't like the killing, like, wrong turn, Eric. I think he wants to stop. But I think that a part of it is your dad tells you not to do something, and he's been an asshole. You're just going to keep doing it. So he's, he's killing, Eric. But we move on to the next story. This is the Oracle story. It's Ghost in the Machine. Holy moly. No, no, it's garbage. You, you end up – well, really, you're you're right. You ended up having this Garbage, virus. Oracle Adventure. Yeah, uh, Virus was a, a villain that ended up showing up, I believe, like right at that fifty or right before during the Joker it, it War was in like, the Batgirl like run. She was just there on like a little bit. It is bit. the end of the Batgirl run. Let me introduce you to a character you're gonna forget all about. They're gonna bring back later. That's gonna have no context. And again, this is like. Oh man, I even think the the solicitor or whatever was like, and we finally get back to see what virus is up to. The thing and, that nobody asked for, we're finally getting back to. I, Batman I, or I Blue just Legends. go through the deal, and Cecil Castellucci was horrible at that. That Batgirl run was utter garbage, as you said. To even let her do this one shot actually upsets me in a way that, please, there are other people, Marguerite Scott 
who we really liked a bit of her run, even though she even had to pick up pieces of everything else. So why do you get Cecil Castellucci with this virus, one of the worst villains I've ever seen? And to up the ante for both Oracle and Virus, you start out by showing what Virus is capable of and has been up to as Minor says. inconveniences. Yeah, that's what her name should be, Minor Inconvenience, is what it general malaise She'll make is your made. Roomba run yeah, into your chair Roomba leg. ended up going into the chair leg. This is the setup of a You like your ice cubes in, in your freezer? Well, this one's going to shoot it out of your smart refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, Just a little the, bit, though. Not like maximum overdrive. No. You have the smart refrigerator. These are the things that virus is up to where Barbara's Oracle is chasing them down. I'm on the like, dark webs trying to figure this out. A Roomba the, that goes crazy. A smart refrigerator that ends up shooting too many ice cubes out. And then just the using your card results in a bank no, account no, no. being no, zero. No, that is something right there. If you use your bank card and she makes your bank account zeroed out and you're just, this is next attempt to use your card results no. in bank no, account. No. And, so it's and like and she with warns that, you. That she warns you. Plus you're online. So you can't use cash. No. Nope. So you're just like, fuck this. I mean, this is like, if I go, fuck because you, I, eBay. I do like to pay for things with PayPal now. And so when I go online, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get a peacock subscription, whatever. I'm like, they don't have PayPal? Oh, fuck you. I'm not getting that. that. That's just me. If they're like, you cannot use. Oh, well, I guess that I won't use my card. Uh, thanks for the warning, virus, because I said to you, Cecil Castellucci seems to want to make this virus a big villain, but doesn't want to upset anybody with doing anything bad. You know, you're in, you know, Burnside, you're in Gotham, all this stuff going on. There's there's villains that do things. You can make villains end up being bad. Not just taking over a Roomba and hitting <laughs> just a chair. imagine if Batgirl and or Oracle had competent villains that would elevate the character to the status of a Batman and not keep saying that she is a lesser that's character what happened. who has to deal with jokes. And like you said, yeah, this also lessens Oracle and, and Batgirl. I just like that that lady's like, oh, my God, the Roomba. I'm being attacked by the robot. Like, that being just Oracle pretend, itself, yeah. she should not even have to leave her computer screen or her chair in the clock tower and be able to take this bitch down. Oh, this down. should be done. This should be done. The idea that and we have to have Batgirl slash Oracle here to decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make myself a new tracksuit, a bright green tracksuit with a hood where I'm going to have some like weird technology interlaid into the threads and stuff like that and also carry a purse that's not only just a purse, but it's also a purse. But it's going to be able to have some Wi-Fi, some sweet-ass Wi-Fi, yo. Sweet-ass. Like, and you know, <sighs> the, the problem with that is – there's no setup of virus. Smart glasses. One of her other for things. Communications. What what this girl should do then with the rumba is just pretend that the, the rug's lava, Eric. Then she won't have to worry about the rumba. But with this, these minor inconveniences that then go into, oh, my God, now she's changing follow-up appointments. N- not the appointments that you need to get to for your medicine or whatever. Just the follow-up. Like, everything is that one step dumber. And with that, though, the setup is Barbara with, like you said, this tracksuit. Oh, man, I got to get mobile like Virus. We never saw Virus, whatever she's doing. She's there at a computer that we see now. Uh, yeah, she has a, These guys a weird looking suit. Like yeah, it's the that, net and shit. And it's like, oh, no, it isn't over. Initiate DDoS attack. You are blocked. Gotcha. I'm like, really? <laughs> what is going on here? I got to take it to the streets. Just like Virus, you do get a bit of an intro. She's an, an epidemiologist who epidemiologist. is a, yeah, is a person who does look into germs and, and is like and almost diseases. like a detective 
in germs and disease stuff, which then she makes it seem like that would be well on making, you know, hacking things and like a virus because the last time that virus showed up, she did seem to be confused about that. They don't really go hand in hand, well, but a, she's a former epidemiologist. She her skills include biotech, nanotechnology, hacking, disease computer modeling. I'm like well, was, apparently she just liked to branch off and do a bunch of different things with these are yeah. her skills with epidemiology. I, mean, yeah, I could just uh, this is why I'm blaming her fully for the COVID, Eric. She was she's on the front lines here. I just she's like worried to. about rumbus. We're worried about virus here. We're talking about what she used to do, what her skills are. And then, like, her mask, it hides her identity. Yeah. Yeah. Protects against it. <laughs> like, you really had to have a freaking bullet point for what her mask does. And also, it does two like, things. And it's it's supposed to, like, be in the, the, the headlines now or whatever. But what does it care? What do we care about prevents against infection when she is doing online hacking? Like, this is where Vi- she is ridiculous. Russ. And you well, get even this the idea thing. when we get to the deal where, you know, Oracle has to create a new going about town costume or just tracksuit that she needs for her Oracle freaking walk around town business. But when we're going through this, we're like, oh, she's got earbud for communication. She's got a hidden pin button microphone. But when we have a telescoping, a telescoping antenna that doubles as a cane or a weapon, if need, I'm like, why does she need a cane? And that is like, you know, but also this cane. Also, a solar battery charger button. So I'm like, how long do you plan on being out in the sun that you have to I charge this antenna slash cane solarly? Hey, I'm all into a fashion show, Eric. I like that, but this that is purse, just nonsense. It's got a mobile server farm, <sighs> secure alternating masked ISP, and also classic bag for everything else. Oh, by the way, you I truly bitch. believe now. <laughs> I truly believe now that she's the one that ended up making that suit for match. <laughs> a deal with the glowing fucking zippers <laughs> and stuff. And they're like, this is a zipper. Just the it idea where we up. have Oracle going around Gotham trying to find virus and actually going to a bank and going up to a security guard at the bank and telling him, I'm In the this inspector. In green velvet suit. <laughs> bright green freaking track suit with a hood up going to a bank. I'm the inspector. Oh, my word. I'm sorry. I stopped you, ma'am. Go right yeah. ahead. Yo, yo, yo. It's me, the inspector. Oh, man, I'm expecting gadgets, I say. Uh, but to get virus, she ends up going down to the park, sets up this oh, pseudo chessboard where she can see pieces through her tech glasses. And th- this couple afterwards comes up because she's like, to me, my bat girls. And then, you know, Nightwing I gets confused and he jumps in we as ha- well. <laughs> this whole thing that in order for Oracle to do her <laughs> job out and about, she has to have a rollout chessboard. With technology involved, and when she goes outside to the park where everybody's playing chess, sits down, has Takes augmented up reality, seat too. has augmented reality glasses to see what's actually on this chessboard. When on this chessboard, it's just a chessboard where you can see here's a building and here's Nightwing, here's another building, <laughs> here's spoiler, and then here's another y- building. You end up here's having Cassie. The, the pieces you're they talking talk. to them in your earbud. You know <laughs> yeah. that you are telling them where to go. What and, are the, what are they? This Pull couple, your goddamn phone, find them on your locator. This couple is waiting for a seat. They want to play chess all they can see is barbara there looking at this board talking to herself and then afterwards like hey is this table free now like get out of here lady we want to play chess you're just sitting here looking at the board but like what this. you can't afford we, shit like get we out of discovered here. it virus you know what her big thing is she wants floppy disks yep she wants floppy disks. They're not manufactured anymore. They're hard yeah, to find they bingo are. only and, one and other store the that warehouses floppy disks and wipes them 
but running the funny search. thing is they're running the search they're, they get these floppy disks and figure out after they actually capture a guy who's disguised as or girl disguised as virus so they think that they got virus you have stephanie brown take this person down and then this person starts to say now think of this the idea that you have a one shot and you end up throwing even more virus doesn't like things being the same like there's just ideas being thrown at you that are so ridiculous you're treating the wrong sickness it's that everything is the same okay where are we going with this because you've never said anything about this and what her motives are and we're just throwing stuff out there with a body double that's out there trying to like you know just be a decoy double but getting there because oracle has to take the bus to get there, but the bus is running out of lights, so she has to go and make all the the like now, traffic lights green to get there. She's yeah. gonna get there in eighteen minutes now, now not with thirty. This. But no, it's, hold on. The deal is that's fine. It's such a weird concept to do. Not fine tactic. to me. But when you have a guy sitting next to Oracle saying, "Well, look at that. I will make it to see my mother before visiting hours are over." Must yeah. be your lucky day, pal. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is this y- doing you know for why? the story? You know why I don't like it. Because look at the other streets that are now continuously red. She has just inconvenienced half the city as she had been pissed off that virus had done earlier. Yeah, she gets to go free and clear down the, the main way, but she is actually this hero doing has just something. Lived long enough to see herself incon- become the villain. Yeah, she's a villain now. I mean, if that's how virus was such a villain that you ended up somebody's gonna miss their appointments and things now because of this asshole. And so you you have that, but yeah, that does nothing. That is in my mind the idea. Look, Oracle does do some good. She's a hero, Eric. That guy can get can and see his mother. Oh, my God. Well, they end up taking down this dupe, this duplicate, this person who's disguised. But why is there a dupe? It never really seems like there has to be that much. But And then he starts yelling things and whatever. But with that, and it might be a girl, like I said, it, it's hard to tell what the deal. It probably is That's a, a woman. Uh, I'm looking at the person as they're getting put into the ambulance. And it does kind of look like, well, it, I don't know. But just to get like we have to up the ante here because we've had Roombas and ice makers this guy ends up biting down on a anthrax pill and spitting it at everybody like that is so over the top and yet it's or eh, just give you a shot here <laughs> we'll be fine what about I, I need that to guy know how eh. bad off this guy is and it was to him wh- because it does say him so and well, uh, i need to know how bad off this guy is though because he's laying there after this whole thing done while oracle has stephanie brown take her costume mask off so she can give her an anthrax antidote freaking like needle and they're just sitting there talking about things in front of this person so here you have Oracle and Batgirl unmasked right in front of him, Anthrax. and they also take care of themselves before they call the ambulance to make sure that this guy's okay. I mean, this isn't something that's just like, oh my god, you know, the, Anthrax, Eric. I mean, I was expecting the band to show up too, but they didn't. Uh, well, but yeah, you time. have this too there. Well, Anthrax is a bacterium, not a virus. She's changing tactics, and it doesn't mean anything. No. It doesn't matter because then Barbara starts going around out of a bag. Out of nowhere, what uses floppy disk? Yeah, some old machinery, some things, maybe the ATMs. That's it. Oh now, my God, the ATMs have been funky lately. Now, with that, the idea of the cards weren't working, but then they try to make it that the ATMs, all the cash was being taken out so that then you could. Why didn't she just make up a hack that all the money in the, like, just got wired to her? It ends up where this virus deal and the whole deal of hacking. It's so that physically all the money will be taken out of the ATMs and then taken back to the bank at the same time so that she could go and get the money. And it doesn't even go well with any of the story. It's so ill 
set up and nothing where, like you said, you go into the Gotham Bank then. Hey, I'm the inspector. Check your, you know, your your phone. <laughs> like, I don't know. You don't look like an inspector to me. In the meantime, Just virus the is on the other the side. The says, check your phone. I get a text message that says, yep, she's the inspector. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this Barbara Gordon is, but she it's, just said you're the, the bank manager and my boss and the guy who pays me my paycheck every week didn't tell me about this, but the text message just said you're good to yeah. go. So, all right, baby. And that, again, that leads into the idea, again, of like, is she a good person in this? Because now this guy's going to be in trouble. Like all these things, she's doing exactly what Virus is doing just because it's Barbara and Oracle. It's okay. But you end up having, you know, the, the jig is up and gone where you end up having the tech with the thing, Path Flo Jin. Eric uh, ends up that, oh my God, that's Virus. I mean, really, please. So she ends up even making a hologram of Stephanie Brown, it looks Projects like. Projects a shadow uh, of Batgirl against the wall and scares Virus. Yeah, Virus like, oh my God, a shadow, and starts running, and then says, like, what the hell? and then suddenly can duplicate, it seems, or at least she's running around, it's whatever so weird it is. With the way the angle works, too, because it looks like whatever this projector is, it's going through Virus to get in front of yeah. her to scare yeah, her. Really? I mean, Virus starts doing, like, shadow puppets and stuff. And also, it looks like she's, like, taking a dump. But you end up where, oh my God, and Oracle, Barbara just stands there as. Virus is, where am I? Everywhere. If I disappear, I'll come back stronger. That's what we do. Make a, your antidotes ineffective. All this stuff going on. And how is she defeated? Barbara presses a button and locks the doors. That's what ends up defeating ah. Virus. I mean, there's such shit talking here. In oh, this, God. You this can is never defeat me. You'll never get me out of there. huge character because she's relegated to freaking jokes like this. This is fucking garbage. It is terrible and should not be in this book. It's horrible. And if you liked it, please get yourself checked. I, I don't know, Eric. I just and then with that, you even see like that this these dupes weren't dupes, I guess, because there's all these people dressed as her in the background. I don't even know where they came from. And there's Barbara as Erica. All right, test run success. Flash mob. <laughs> test run successful. And then I think that virus is someone to watch. No, no, no. I just watched her. She ate. I, I, I'm just, there's a spoiler alert. I really alert. thought it to the point of having Barbara Gordon become Oracle again and, you know, Stephanie Brown and Cassie both being Batgirls under her watch is that, like we did back before Flashpoint, we could have her send people out. She is yeah. the Oracle. Well, she, she has does. A team. They get floppy disks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and suddenly they, you guys need to make tracksuits and go about town. Batgirl. Dick Grayson, he's there too. It's so ridiculous. It, it, but this is why, again, liquid living metal, Eric KG Beast, all this shit. Yeah, all this shit that we had in that regular run. Don't the, worry. People, were don't people worry, not paying Jim, attention? That Oracle robot made complete sense. Yeah, yeah. The one yeah, that was that. hidden in the mountain for some reason. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and, and so, like, Cecil Castellucci, it was just bullshit story. We unearthed. Then we get the the living gold that like nothing was. Why would you think to get her on this book? It was nonsense. And so you end up in, and even other things like the female furies. I mean, everything that we get from her is just ridiculously bad. And I don't want it anymore. It just infuriates me, but it does make me giggle. But we're going to go to the next story, which is the outsider story, which a lot of people were confused in that first issue you know that first story i'm even more confused this issue well there's some semantics that we'll talk about that but i actually like that it's tying in a bit more to the outsider's run of oh yeah uh, that's the best part about it 
Yeah, Brian Hill. And it was something that we laughed about. So you have that. We just need a little more explanation. But it is written by Brandon Thomas Willard by Max Dunbar. And you end up starting out where you have Black Lightning running metamorpho through the woods there. And he ends up coming to. Twisted ass. Yeah, yeah, just all twisted. He's like, hey, I'm here. What's going on? And they're trying to figure out. Yeah, they're trying to figure out, well, you know, where's Katana? What happened? We got to go save her. And they do mention Which is weird, though, for him to be able to grab a hold of him like that, because I don't think you should be able to touch metamorpho in the state because of how, like, you know, toxic his skin is. Yeah, well, he has half gloves. Yeah, he's got I fingers mean, out there. Yeah, Grabbing a hold the of his fingers, twisted yeah, ankles. You know, he doesn't, you know, think like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the electricity helps. But he ends up saying to Metamorpho maybe. that they have. I could a, actually go with that. Well, that's the thing. A lot of the stuff in this issue, we do need more information, and, and I liked it a lot. Until you ruined it for me because you came up with really a huge thing that I did not see, a huge plot hole that we'll get to that better be explained uh, as we go forward. But you end up uh, having Jefferson know that he can track uh, Katana. They have distress beacons. Let's see what happened. Hers was activated. That means she's You mean he doesn't have to pull out a chessboard and use AR goggles to see where everybody is? Katana's to me. It's like, I'm here. Oh, hey, Katana. So am I. Why are you calling Dick Grayson? He's like, I like to get involved in this shit. I don't have much to do. I'm sitting here watching a dog. Uh, But yeah, you end up where she has hit that distress signal. And they even say, and and you would know this, she's in big trouble if she hits that. Uh, But she's there and she's fighting off this magical army that was kind of, you know, we didn't know what was going on. We were, but that's what happens when you see that. That actually upped the ante for me. That all of a sudden, hey, uh, Tatsu, what's going on? Where's my son? He's not in the Soul Taker Sword she anymore. Already. And that is cool. We're not going to get to the plot hole yet, Eric, because I just want to say the cool idea is that in the Brian Hill run, you were pushing having Katana and Jefferson Black Lightning getting a little, Boy, little you close, a little more than close. And and we thought, oh, my God, Jefferson's the whole time, dummy, every time. He was time, not picking up on any of the signals. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, every time, though, we kept saying, you know, what's happening? What's Maseo doing in that sword? He's being cuckolded against his will. This is Poor the Maseo. worst. Like, he's going to be crying. Well, we see in this that crying. Maseo, he would be crying. His, his mother, Maseo's mother, Katana's mother-in-law, Shiori. she's mad yeah. because Maseo has left the sword. He's gone off, and it, she thinks it's because he feels like, you don't love me anymore, you betrayed the me, I'm leaving. The love that they held is no longer there, so Maseo is gone because she does feels for him or for somebody else the way she used yeah. to feel for Maseo. Now, with that, here's the problem. The plot hole is, how the hell did he get out of that sword? That's the because thing. It's, it's this a soul-taker soul taker. sword. It's not the soul-hold-on-for-a-little-while sword. I think that it's also like if you if you give up giving your soul to somebody, like the the I think that you they're gonna play some weird things with that. Trapped, and they didn't. All of a sudden, the Sayo takes off. Like, oh shit, we can just do that. He left the he left the door open. <laughs> That'd be funny. He's like, I'm out of here, guys. Like, just a what? little we can't hole get out of here. He's like, I knew it all like, the time. Set up like a door. Yeah, yeah. It's just the screen door. Dog coming in and out. <laughs> little Mister Burns there. Uh, but yeah, that's the problem. And if anybody knows more than we do, if there is something that was in the past. Now, I'm I'm leaning on all you Katana fans out there. Uh-oh. There's not a lot. Uh, but if you are listening, you're like, oh, no, no. You know, back in the Batman and the Outsiders book, there's something that happened at some point where they did say that Maceo 
he is a little different and he can leave. He can come in because he has been in and out, but there was always circumstances. He always had to go back because even this whole thing before when Tatsu starts talking to Shiori, his mother, about like, you know, what's up with this whole thing? Why is Maseo gone? Because it really seems like no matter what, how screwed up it is, she wants her baby boy soul in the sword to make sure that it's always going to be around if she wants to talk to him. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. That's bad parenting right there. But even Tatsu says – That is like the idea of just wanting that. You know know what I mean? We will find him. I've already been searching for many months. I'm like, where do you search for a ghost? Not well. You you look like Batman. Batman gets the Constantine gloves. He ends up going off and looking All of a sudden, she's like, "Man, I'm at the Amityville Horror House." Here's the thing: Uh, they never they never say here that you know. Oh my God, he left, and that shouldn't be. They you might have, and this is me trying to make things work here, Eric. You have two people that know the ins and outs of the Soul Taker. It might be well, we want it. We have to know. But those two, maybe they don't necessarily have to tell each other because they already know. And then when Jefferson comes and they say, we're already looking for him, trying to find that ghost, maybe we'll get more explanation of that. But I do wish that they said something just as an aside, just for something future of the idea. We need a soul in case we can figure out a way to bring him back and whatnot. Like, we tried that. It's not going to work, whatever. Well, shut up, bitch. We got to find the soul anyway. But I do like the idea that the mother, you know, it's almost like not getting rid of the kid's room. If, if they die like she that's the only thing she has even though she doesn't it's have kinda it like that except uh, for it's her son's soul trapped in a sword damn right i i watched a youtube video this week eric i cried is is that amazing to you where a woman was going to get married and Grow she off. ended up where her son she was getting remarried and she had like a 16 year old son he ended up dying in a car crash like a couple years before this and she made sure that she left a seat at the wedding empty for him so that'd be like you know his ghost could come here because what i was giggling about but she ends up getting this wedding and there's a guy in the seat and she didn't recognize him got upset you get off (laughs) she was mad and went over and then the her her husband her fiance went son no no (laughs) i I thought like this is gonna be some ghost (laughs) no that when the son died he was an organ donor and he was able to this guy got his heart and so they ended up having him there, and she used a stethoscope to listen to her son's heart. Again, I was crying. I was crying so much. I played it to, to uh, Tanya. She was crying. You just don't have kids, so you don't know oh, what that's no. like. But, no, yeah, she was able to hear her son's I don't know what heartbeat it's like again. Hearing my son's heartbeat at another man's chest again, years after it, it he would, died at it my would rematch. Be a big thing. It would be a big thing for, for mothers. Like, uh, you may did, laugh, did, but it did, would. I'm just saying, though, did she send him an invitation? Like, how does he – this seems like a made-up story, no, like an the, urban legend. The husband found out. The fiancé found out and had him come, never told anybody about how it. How does he of, find of out deal. who the freaking, like, the, I the guess Oregon he contacted goes to? People I thought that was closed. No, I don't think that's closed, especially if you're, you know, the deal. I think that you can find out who went. I don't know the, the rules or whatever, but I don't know that that's full out closed unless you'd have some weird mother going and trying to get back the yeah, heart. I like, need that like heart. Shiori here. But that would have been the deal where she would have you had, to have had my him son's be. Foot. She, I, I think she would have him. been involved with that's the idea organ, right? that he was an organ donor, but that was the story. And so you have this. She just went, that's that the last thing she has of her son. And so she has to, you know, get it. And also, you betrayed him, even though he's dead. I mean, Katana can say, listen, I got to so move on. Far, baby. Uh, but I do like the idea that it ties into that romance that we thought was no, so weird. And maybe it's one of those because I do like, too, where one of the funniest lines that we'll get all week is when Jefferson says, uh-oh, 
they're upset because me and Katani, you know, we're training together. Go, oh, is that what the kids call it nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> like Rex knows what's up. I've missed uh, you, freaking metamorphic. Uh, yes, but there, by the end, though, you end up having the mom decide the only way that this is going to be better and maybe thinking that if we can get rid of black lightning maseo will come back then he'll be like all right now that that guy's out and so my boy we him. took care of the other man your soul may remain in the sword now, mom i don't want to live in the sword you're gonna live <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, sword yeah, the sword but also for all i've done for you killing other men get back in your sword and this boy. is the thing the reason why I think that there is something that they're going to get a hokey explanation is because it does seem to be hinged on Katana seeing Black Lightning die so she knows that this new love isn't around. Though I'm guessing that they would kill him with the sword then he's in there and then Masail comes back no. and it's Battle Royale. It's Fight Club and the sword. Uh, but I, I liked it until you said, like the plot hole, I, we don't know how Masail could go out where he'd go and whatnot. Graveyard, like you said, but... Uh, I want to see what happens. It did, though, give me that, okay, that's that's kind of a cool thing to twist in here from where we left off with the outsider. So I could go with it. I still, most people are expecting this to end with Jefferson as the whole electric city guy there, you know, electric slide. You talk about what he's cursed in Future State? Yeah, that's what most people are well, that's expecting the thing is, from that this. And I don't like know that it was that's like, you know, happen. like a new aspect, even in Future State. Like it just happened last week yeah, in the year 2025. Yeah. Well, Here's the deal. Some of these books seem like, you know, yeah, the, know the future state is like 30 <laughs> seconds is away. Yeah, it does seem that at points. But I did like that. But you're right. There's a big plot hole with it. And then we go to the Grifter story. And and I still like the Grifter story, but it's only because I just like Grifter. I oh, like cool. seeing Grifter. I like the way it's he, he goes through It's such a weird concept, there. though, reading this But this, this gets a little convoluted. Because we did a lot of work when the New 52 happened to bring in the Wildstorm universe, the Vertigo still like the universe and all that stuff, into the main DC universe. They did all this work, even the Milestorm. Milestorm. Milestorn stuff. Go. The Milestorm. We joked about it so much, I'm never going to say it right again. But we all that stuff was brought in. Then eventually... As the years progressed in New 52, they moved all that stuff besides for Vertigo away. Milestone became its own thing. We moved, started moving the Wildstorm stuff out. So after all of that work of making stuff here, now that they decide, well, we should probably bring that stuff back in. And it doesn't feel as like lived in as it did before because they were working around a world where everybody knew about Halo and stuff like that, even Marlowe. And they throw these names out here like they're going to mean a lot to a lot of people. And I don't think they will. Unless I think you that what Matthew Rosenberg's fan. trying to do is – Give that extra deal for the Wildstorm. And and I thought that the first issue, it was more intriguing. This one, it really goes on front street with you. And I think you're right that some people are just going to be confused by it. And it's not going to, it doesn't up the story. Like even the anymore. idea of Team Six, part of that world, but like, you know, we're like, you know, going to bring everything into the DC universe. We had Team Seven do that, where all of a sudden you had Grifter, Black Canary, Nobody wants Slade, to remember Wilson, that. Amanda Waller. <laughs> but that was a cool way to integrate them into the rest of the main DC universe. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to, after this being an Infinite Frontier deal, trying to get at least some characters. I don't think that they want to get everything of the Wildstorm universe in. And we may not see much after this if it doesn't hit with people. The problem I have is there's too much going on after these two issues. I still like it. I still like Grifter. I don't know what the story's I, about. Well, that's the problem. It's It's getting very convoluted about what you're supposed to follow. Are we supposed to be excited about you know, Jacob Marlowe, Halo, Wildcats, things, or are we supposed to be excited about Leviathan? Are we supposed to be excited just about Grifter there 
working with the Wayne Industries. And well, not, it, not only it, that, it because even the first issue, when you had, you know, Grifter working with Penguin, who had a bunch of other villains behind him, the idea that all these things like, you know, I'm going to work for you. Even Penguin said, how come every time I ask about you, the name Marlowe well, that's shows the thing up? Is, and it becomes this weird thing that even at the end of the last issue, it's like, oh, my God, Mrs. Freeze is dead. Must be that Grifter. Yeah, what? and then it seems as if you end up having because Batman and, and Dick Grayson, when they were looking at it, the last thing we saw was he was arguing. Uh, you know, Grifter was arguing with Nora. It must be him, and they're sending Red Hood to, to see and take care of it. But the thing is, with this, is the idea, like I said, this this big story where you're, you're throwing. I don't know that we need to have any of the Wildcats things because I think that what we're going to see is. Going to the Penguin stuff like that, that, that's Halo stuff. That's Wildcat stuff. That's Jacob Marlowe things because when you have that going on, that was with the earpiece going and things like that. So I think that that's connected, but why and what? And then with the idea of Batman, don't trust Halo. You can't trust Halo. Then going and seeing that it was a combo of Wayne Industries and Halo, kind of getting the idea to get Grifter, you know, alive, ending up being able to revive him like the six million dollar man deal. It doesn't up the ante for me. It makes me a little After more confused. After a battle with Mister Freeze from years ago that we didn't really get to see yeah. all of it either, and like, and they were saved by the Justice League, exactly. And, and all yeah. these concepts, though, while you are integrating this into the DCU using these other characters, like we did previously in a new and different way, it's just like we're bumping around, and I it don't know bumping. what the focus is. We still have a bunch of issues, so hopefully next issue just gives i need a solid focus i need a solid focus on what we're even doing when you have here. cole cash like i said he is meeting winslow shot in a freaking you know a, like a back alley kind of deal that nobody can know about hey anybody follow you did anybody follow you why would i ask you if you think if i thought that anybody followed me but they were followed but the idea that we have winslow shot the toy man coming with confidential information to cole cash about leviathan like you, I don't even know what happened last issue and what you're dealing with. Now you're adding Leviathan on top of it? Yeah, again, I think that this is supposed to all be the Halo stuff and the, you know, the Jacob Marlowe stuff where he's going around trying to figure things out, but we don't know why, what, or when, like that stuff. But there are some fun things. When it is Lucius and Grifter, I like it, and I wish that there was more of that. I mean, just have him being the bodyguard of Lucius. We're waiting for maybe something where something really went wrong that was mentioned later in the whole future state stuff but even then there's some fun stuff when he ends up you know fighting these guys there's a dupe where a fake ambulance comes again though it's leviathan nonsense but with this stuff too i like when he is in the doctor's office there and he's like hey you know here's some painkillers for you and he's like just shoving him in his mouth like there's some really good character you can take one every eight hours and then even that when he's trying to use the doctor as an excuse for things that the doctor doesn't play along there's some fun i stuff never said with that it. come on doc what about attorney pri- like client privileges yeah and and weird little things that i think are good for you know if you don't know grifter where he ended up getting sliced by an axe in the neck and he ends up going to the hospital and like, oh, man, that it's almost healed. Ah, yeah, it does that. Like, that's a cool little way to show some power set abilities for people who don't know. But you're right. It, and it feels like you're not resetting. For, it feels like just these weird out of context one shots. Like you have a whole run of a book and you just I'll grab this issue and read it. And then I'll go like 16 issues ahead and grab it because you're right. At the beginning, it does seem a little off like what's going on and okay we're just doing grifter stuff but you're throwing 
Leviathan, Halo, Jacob Marlowe. Like, I even Toy went back Man. because of how disconnected. Like, I like the series. I think it is the most bang for your buck, like I said at the beginning. Yeah, I, I do too. And, like, you know, there's going to be some stinkers here and there, but for the most yeah. part, it's a solid that, book that. Uh, I'm waiting for that one one shot to actually be good, and then yeah, I'll be too. real thrilled, right? But, like, I went back and reread the Grifter issue because I wasn't really sure of where we left off because I don't know if it's been a month, how many stories we have in a book going on here. For whatever reason, I needed a little bit of a refresher. And doing it, it does, it feels so disconnected from that first issue for everything we're dealing with. I'm like, I need you to tighten this shit up a little bit here. Yeah. Cause I, I am having fun well. because it's a jokey book full of action, which I love, but I need to know what you're playing with. You know, what's weird is when you read this, I'm even going and you end up this chase. That's his boss. It's chance. like, his, yeah, chance. I mean, is, is Grifter's boss. And like, I've been trying to get a hold of you. And, and some of this stuff, like, it all feels like out of time and out of place. Like things, it's just, it's hard to follow. It really is. But I still like Grifter and I still like the stuff with him and Lucius. And I'm interested in it enough, but I need things to get tied in. And it's cool to have a Red Hood Grifter fight and the oh, trash yeah. talk with it. The idea, well, you know. It's just they, like our Grifter Batman fight last issue. Yeah, yeah. And it ends up stopping in a way that I really don't understand. The train's no. coming. Hey, you don't have a train schedule. I thought maybe the gun of Red Hood got knocked off. I mean, is it almost playing that he got hit in the head by a train? I, I, I don't, don't know, know because, because he's passed is, out. It, it really seems at one point that the train is coming from one direction and when the, you see the motion of when it might hit, like, you know, Red Hood or stumble, like, seems like it's going the other way as well. I'm not sure because it almost even looks like a speedster's running by, but whatever happens, yeah, Red Hood versus Grifter, there's yeah. a train coming, and whatever happened with this, it's lights out for Red Hood. He wakes up with a note that's like, you know, post-it note on his face, Borrowed your gun plus a hundred bucks. Return the gun, kept a hundred bucks. XOXO Superman. But whatever it is, it's a joke, a grifter joke here with an unconscious Red Hood is waking up next to a dead Winslow shot who had, as far as I was concerned, had run off. And now he's just back here. I'm like, just the idea. Winslow shot was shot somewhere, then drugged back to an unconscious Red Hood and grifter has no idea about it. That's the thing. What what I think this is, whatever's going on, whether it was Grifter that did this or, or no, somebody Batman's else. Like, and they well, you shoot the that's toy, what I'm man. saying. I think that that's just set up to look like Jason killed him. But I you don't, don't even know that. then about, hey, there's this. Well, Batman doesn't believe Red Hood for a second about I think anything. he believes so. Red Hood more than Grifter. Yeah, well, Grifter's not going to say it. I'm saying if the, the note flies off and he sees, to, if Batman shows up like, Two minutes from now, he's going to think that Jason did it. I think they might well, like play the Nora with Free's that. dead body. It seems like we're going to have people that believe that Grifter is killing these people for yeah, whatever yeah. reason. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's all the setup of you know the deal, and they'll have to do, and maybe Batman will do the the, I know, like the deal Freeze with it. And as say, a villain, new and cool, and I also really love Toy Man, and now they've been taken away from me. So that's two now. things about this book I'm getting yeah, really disappointed true. about. I just wonder when they do, you know, some analysis, they'll say, "Oh, this was from your gun," and then we'll try to figure out what was going on or whatnot. But yeah, overall, though, I'm an eight out of ten for this whole deal because I do still like it. I think it's a good bang for your buck and whatnot. Just, I think I gave the last issue a nine, so this was a step back. I I hated that Batgirl story, but I can even go by that. You know, say, yeah, you know, we have a stinker in the lot. It seems every time, uh, but some of the others took a little step back as well. 
Uh, so yeah, eight out of ten. Still, I like the art throughout. What would you give it? I'm at a seven out of ten. I enjoy this issue for the most part. It's just a little bit down from where we were last time, and I really just need a really good one of these one shots to come in here and wow me because the Harley Quinn didn't do much for me. This Batgirl didn't do anything for me, and a lot of these other stories I need them to do more overall to try to bring me into the story because the red, right now the Red Hood one is the best one, and I like it a lot, but it didn't move forward much at all of this issue. Yeah, yeah, I think that this was one of those feels issues to keep setting things up, and we'll see. Hopefully, next issue really hits. Each and every issue. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, The next one I look forward to as we went into this, but after reading Wonder Woman number 771, I was a little bit disappointed. It is written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Clunan with art by Travis Moore, Tamra Bonavillon, and letters by Pat Brousseau. Eric, Diana continues to have a lot on her plate. As she tries to save the Valkyries, the world tree, herself, everything. I still Your like mother. this book, but the wow factor of Wonder Woman and Asgard has worn off for me a bit. And this issue took a step backwards. Because of that, I'm way more interested in finding out how Wonder Woman got there and how she can escape Asgard than the other stuff. Though seeing Dr. Psycho was pretty crazy. <laughs> we don't know why. And he's an astral projection. There's no very reason odd. for him to be here. Um, and I said earlier, this is starting to feel like you know, hey, watch out for the mother salt there, Aquaman in the land of the gods, the, the lost god. Like, I'm here. The old sea gods? And I'm here, and I don't really care. Like, I don't mind Thor, right? I don't mind Asgard, Nora's mythology. It's do I want it here? And I want to know the bigger mystery of what the hell is going on with Wonder Woman, why she can't remember that she was Wonder Woman, but yet seemingly remembers Dr. Psycho a little. Like, she remembers what she, she remembers needs to. She remembers the name the face, and he's probably a douchebag. But beyond yeah. that, no real deep memory but of him. But even then, she even seems to know what to do. To, like, it, it ends up where, why, why is she remembering some things? Why can't she remember the big things? You end up having this mysterious well, figure show up at one she's point Wonder still. Woman. She just knows well, that's that she's Diana. Saying. But why? Why does she remember Diana but not Wonder Woman? But yet remembers Dr. Psycho And then remember can remember that she once flew But doesn't know that she does, does it she? now Well she says I wish I could still fly And then Rad Talk says you said, can I just wish I could fly Yeah I think she says I wish I could still fly We'll see when we get to it But she seems to remember things And then not remember them And I you know I don't know Oh well, she says what I wouldn't give to be able to fly right yeah. now It's an odd deal you can, he says. And, oh, don't make me laugh. I'll just fall. Like, what does she remember? Why? What? Because the idea of her being an Asgard here, the only thing that I can take out of it that was a little bit interesting to me is that we're seeing a different pantheon with different, you know, different wants and needs. Thor isn't a guy in Asgard here who's going to be like, oh, my God, the, the world tree's in trouble. Yagastril, I better go up. And it's stuff. fine. No, he just wants to because he says everything renews. It's different than her pantheon. The whole Olympus stuff. It's just, I like seeing that. But I don't know that I need to see a story with Wonder Woman that just drags on of them climbing up Yagastril to get an eagle egg to take down to the serpent. It's a weird so idea. That- like, cause I want to know more about what's going on with Wonder Woman and Asgard after her ascension and everything like this. Because putting this character in this new, like, you know, realm... It's a cool new way to like, you know, reinvigorate the character and do something different that nobody else has done. But when you have the second issue of that story become a side quest, I'm like, yeah, really? You're just going to go get an egg saying. and bring it back to a snake? The end? Yeah. And and at one point you go and you have the dark elves coming out. Oh, no, they're no, acting the differently. Elves. Oh, they are. But the yeah, yeah, the whole deal of that and the big 
to do is the dwarves made the the weapons. So the let's just throw Doctor Psycho in because he's a dwarf. That's kind of funny. Yeah, and he ends up let's he's enchanting the short them. Yeah, really, and he's enchanting them. So See, that I will tell you this: maneuver. It, it feels very weird to have Doctor Psycho in Asgard right now with this weird plot to say like. He is astral projecting himself into the sphere of the gods in order to make enchanted weapons that he's psychically bonded to so he can affect the will of its wielder. So maybe that's why Thor is a big old jerk off when he's sitting there and doesn't want to deal with anything because he has a Dr. Psycho weapon. I was made by him. Uh, He may have another weapon. He has another weapon or anything like that because you don't really see, you don't really have a great understanding of this, but it might be a weird thing because I don't trust Odin in this. And it might be a connection between Odin and Dr. Psycho. But when you have Dr. Psycho with his... But Wonder Woman had an enchanted thing and she didn't seem affected at all. But those were from the dwarves, though. Yeah, but you don't know. They ended up, Siegfried went to get it. It seems like there aren't the dwarves. There's only Dr. Psycho. They go to where the dwarves are supposed to be. He's in control of all of them. He is doing that where the dwarves usually are doing the things. I think that all the weapons are these ones that he made, but we didn't see them affecting anyone. I think that even Siegfried's going to say, well, mine was kind of used because she has that at the beginning and throws it at Thor. It doesn't take it with her. But yeah, they say, let's go get the dwarves where they are. Yeah. The Mythic Forge, that's where he is. So you can only assume that he's been doing this to affect. But what does that mean to not being brought back by the, you know, the Valkyrie, all this? It just Well, that's a big up- concern right now because all of these beings in Asgard and Valhalla, whatever you want to call it, during their nightly battles, the people die left and right, but they're always resurrected for the big party afterwards by the Valkyries. The Valkyries are disappearing, so the people who are being killed on the battlefield aren't returning to their you know heaven-ask area so wonder woman wants to get to the bottom of this because like you know siegfried she was a, was a bro like you know i don't even yeah. know have the only guy that was actually you know talking to me and gave me things because i don't know who i am or why i'm here but yeah. this dude was a cool dude so i better get to the bottom of this because i really want a better friend than a talking squirrel yeah and even thor says hey watch out for that squirrel he he likes to stir shit up uh but with that too it's like even thor says hey you know, we're going to get more warriors like you, you know, we're opening up or whatever. I wish we saw more of these new heroes and not just Wonder Woman and also just the idea of, OK, what would this mean? Well, you know, I'm not getting and again, that's the mystery. But what would a Wonder Woman coming to Asgard mean to all the other people and why people aren't getting resurrected? The Valkyries are disappearing because right now, after two issues, I'm more confused than I was at, at the beginning. And I just want to know. And then you go on a side quest, seemingly to get the key to get the Valkyries. But are they just holed up in in their you know in their home, or are they taken out? Like it, it's a lot of things that I just I'm not that really interested in because they are so out there. And then you have Doctor Psycho show up, and like I said, he seemingly is making all these weapons, but we never saw that weapons and all that was causing any problems i, I just don't understand Odin. though since he is astral projecting himself to the sphere of the gods why he would allow himself to be tortured by wonder woman to get all the answers that she needs out of him and, and like actually get tied up as well i'm like stab yourself out of it dude just go back to your body what are you doing here yeah just go back and i even then he she does seem to torture him a bit and then says, even a regular rope can be a lasso of truth if used the right way. I'm like, yeah, she just beat him up a little and, and he spilled his guts. But yeah, they end up going to the serpent. That's the serpent that's going to do all Ragnarok. That's the deal about, you know, the up and down of Yagastril. And with Yagastril dying, this tree of life. freeing him I and all Norse that. I hate mythology because I can barely say any of the words. 
I am with you. And you end up where they go to them and they have to make a deal. Hey, uh, you know, and the deal is I'm going to eat you. No, no, no. And you have Radisak like, we'll, we'll get you an eagle egg oh, no, no. because you always you, you, wanted that. No, no, no. This whole thing, though, of going this whole deal like, all right, look, you have the key inside your body because you ate this, you giant snake yeah, monster. Yeah, they figure that out. I will get you a gigantic eagle egg and we'll trade, okay? But even when we go and do the side quest, we get the eagle egg, the freaking giant eagle's all about this because one of the That's the weird the thing. Hero. You do all of the time climbing the damn tree and then they go, oh, oh yeah, have this egg. Oh, but that wasn't tough. That is fine. Like, even like, you know, I'm going to get back to the Odin aspect, but when we yeah. get back to the cave to fool the snake, all right, we're going to open up this egg a little bit. You're going to get inside there because if you were eaten by the snake, you'd be crushed, which you needed a shell inside, like wrapped around you. I'm like, it's a fucking eggshell. How well, no, safe I, is it going to be? It's just a thing. They're, they're playing with this nonsense that if she ended up getting eaten, it would actually chomp down on her and use its teeth, but it swallows eggs whole. It doesn't chomp on the egg. The egg is actually like you see a snake that eats an egg. You have that big ball going down. And so she's just going to ride the shit down into the tummy and then <laughs> jump the out. Ha ha. And then, you know, probably end up what she really can't because this is a big part of the myth. She can't really end up bashing out of the stomach and killing it's a trojan it horse now it's part of the deal but that's all it is it's a trojan egg I, I just want to know how they put this bag together because looking at this gigantic know, egg that is larger than a person they opened it up and they like they looks actually, like, like the teacup ride exactly right? they broke it completely in half perfectly in half got all the yolk out of it wonder woman's going to get inside somehow a little squirrel or maybe her it's going to put the top part on them and then he's going to go and like lumberjack roll this thing up to yeah, the yeah. like how is it staying yeah. together I don't know. But afterwards, Wonder Woman's going to come flying out and yell, he yokes on you. <laughs> and then we'll all have, we'll have fun. Excellent. But you end up, <laughs> you end up all the, you go up and you do end up seeing Odin. Odin, Odin who is hanging. He's sacrificing there. himself on the tree of life like he did in mythology in order to gain more knowledge of other worlds. And that's fine. Him just being there doing all crazy Odin, Mr. Wednesday, whatever you want. But when you first see him, though, the way he is hanging from the tree of life, if you know tarot cards or anything like that, you have the hanged mm. man who is There's a representative the of the traitor. So like yes. right there, like when you see Odin hung like this, I think that's they're just trying to but tell you right is, away he's a bad guy. Who is he a traitor to? That has guardians. The thing. I don't know. Maybe he's a traitor to somebody else. I, I don't know. I mean, really, all he has to do is go down and say, hey, let's get this Ragnarok going. I mean, let's get the concert going. But yeah, he ends up talking and, you know. Little riddles and rhymes and things well, like that. Are you telling me that maybe I'm just reading too much into it? And actually, when you see him look like the hangman, he was just moving his leg to scratch his knee with hey, his other foot? Uh, itchy knee. Uh, but then again, you are a pre-switch. <laughs> I don't know. You know this shit. So you end up where, yeah, you even have the crows watching at that point, Eric. So the, there is an ominous tone, though, and I'm with all this. And even the idea, yeah, your son Thor's a real asshole. Yep, he is. He's, that's how we are here. But again, Almost going again with what I thought was interesting is seeing a different pantheon that does end up playing off differently. That they are they're pretty chill. These Asgardians, they they like to fight, drink, and fuck. That's all they do. And and then again, the Olympians like that stuff too. Such a weird idea too, because we know that Wonder Woman has ascended after Death Metal. We don't know what what that means for Asgard and the rest of the Valkyries, like Siegfried not being brought back after being killed, because during. The initial fight with the Merc elves in this, Wonder Woman is killed. She has seen a vision of it's Dead weird, Man once though. again talking about how it's something is wrong deal. with Olympus. And I then didn't she's think she back. got killed. Because Maybe not. I just know she have. was when we saw well, him last time, she Dead Man. She should have been killed because of the idea that she then talks to this, you know, voice or whatever. Dead man. The problem <laughs> is 
It's the Spectre, the Phantom Stranger. I don't know. She ends up with that stranger and bold. Look there, how like lanky he is in that big old collar. And that freaking mm, red I'm around the voice you, box. We're going to find out that that collar is just a cape. And you end up having just nonsense. But with all of this, I do, when I first read, okay, she died. You know, it's Indiana Jones that didn't get the hell out. That's what, it's what happened. Big old boulder. And that, the only time she gets to talk to this visage, Eric, is the uh, is when she dies. But she would have had to have come back later that night. In, she in came Valhalla. back immediately. But that's the problem is, did she just get conked out and then woke up? I don't know, because that goes against the rules of what we saw. It, it really threw me off where I do think she died, but she should have been brought back by a Valkyrie that Which they're not doing that shit around. right now. And so did what she is come this? back on her own because she's an ascended being? Yeah. Or whatever, because we don't know. And that's the the thing, though. It never played out as if it was a mystery, though. That's what I wanted, where she comes back and then Ratatouk's like, oh, my God, how'd you do that? You shouldn't be able to do that on your own. Something that would... Thanks, you know squirrel. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> squirrel jokes. That's all I want throughout this. Thank you, people. We will be here. <laughs> That's nuts. If he said that, I would have given him a virtual high five. Because he is like kind of pumping his fist. But no, I, I needed like, actually, it's throughout this whole issue. I need things to kind of be pointed out a little. Not, you know, I'm not saying I need my hand held where maybe I do. But the idea of like, I need to know what's different from the normal here in Asgard and why she did seemingly come back from the dead after this. Is she able to do that herself? Is that one of those things? Because she's ascended. Now, we're saying all this, and when you were talking about the ascension and she's gone, I'm now worried so much that she's going to end up figuring this out, pass out, and then wake up, and next she's in Egypt. She, we got the Egyptian god. Like, I hope that that's not the you're, case. You think that it's gonna going to be a scavenger hunt of the gods? She's, she's ascended, so she has to make it right with all the pantheons. She's and just hanging out in Sky, like the freaking, like the Skylands and the city of the gods right. going place right. to place. And then, and then in a, you know, stupid little deal at the end, it's like the new gods, which not, I'm saying dark side or whatever, but like money. And cell phone. Like, now I you say that, that shit, though. Oh, you're going to go friggin' all, like, uh, all American gods about yeah, American you have, gods, like, the media like, and stuff. Yes, but yes. That, I now hope that you that's say it. that, you like idea, that idea? No, no, no. I'm saying, though, but Wonder Woman, not knowing who she is, going through the spheres of gods as it is, like, even outside and of Skyland. Like searching but it? if you go to the new apocalypse or something like that with the new gods and, like, have her that walk cool, among it. actually. And then not knowing who she is because she's kind of been erased even though she's been ascended to what she is. I don't know. Something along those lines could be cool, but I really – don't want this series to devolve into a scavenger hunt of like, what God are we going to go to this story? Well, that's, but I'm wondering why this ascension, when you said she ascends as a God, why would it just be that you end up here? Like I need to, like it better be a specific reason. Well, it was because the world tree was dying. Well, it's and funny it called because out the thing is, she like is that. a goddess. She's a demigoddess, but she ascended above that and then came back down because she wasn't going to be part of the quintessence. So I don't know what happened in between that part. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, but yeah, you end up with this where, you know, Odin might be the, even if Odin's the traitor, like you said, with your pre-switch stuff, uh, I need to get this going. I need to have stuff like, I don't need to see Ratatosk and Wonder Woman climbing up a tree (laughs) and then get, I mean, just think of this. They're climbing up this damn tree, climbing, climbing, side quest, climbing. They get to the top. The eagle says, hey, just have the egg. We we know you're good. And then Ratatosk say, we're not going to climb down. We're taking a slide. How am I supposed I, I to really? carry this gigantic egg? Don't worry, Diana. I know a slide. Like, like that's like 
we ran out of time. Please. Like, why did we have to go all? Like, why did You're you the have best to friend do I this ever whole had deal? Task. Oh my god! But yeah, I'm you in a pokeball. I don't know about everybody else. I know that you told me it, it was a slog to get through up it points. Was. It really was, and it ended up where last issue I was excited and it was it me was too. Cool something new and different. You also had Wonder Woman fighting and doing things and and things that weren't exactly essentially being as guardian, but also just letting out her warrior nature that the Amazons so resemble. And I think that when I get done this issue, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm that concerned about the world tree and the like. Solve the issue, but I need to know. What's going on? You said she ascended, even saying, what is that between demigod, God ascending? She says she doesn't want to do it. They pull her back like, where is she now? And what does it mean? Is this punishment? And maybe they maybe we go with the whole idea to where they were going to get her somewhere. But they the quintessence ends up getting slaughtered. And now she's stuck in this in-between deal because of that, that they were going to send her a guide or whatnot. But I need to know this. I need to know something important to the character of Wonder Woman and how she lies in this DCU. And I'm already getting a little, you know, okay, she's in Asgard. We see Thor. Okay, but let's get to it. Let's Dr. Get to why we're doing here. some weird shit in Asgard. Yeah, I that, know that. That just, just made it even weirder. being there out of nowhere with this weird plot to freaking take the over the Asgardians, the gut, you know? but just have Diana there who he knows, like, holy shit, how'd you get here? What are you <laughs> oh, like, even the idea that you have to have a long, convoluted way for Dr. Psycho to be here, him just get his ass kicked and spill the beans about everything. I'm like, you didn't have to be there, well, Dr. Psycho. Well, that's the thing. And then All of these off. things just seem to be there just to quickly get things going, but you don't do it like, quickly. The story it takes like too somebody, long. Like, it's, honestly, the story is being told like you and me trying to tell a story on this podcast because we'll be telling something. There's like, oh, but also this happened. You know, and, and but, but no, before we get to this point, this happened to let this make sense here. And like, they're weird asides to try, like, oh man, this would be really cool that this is the turning point, but you don't have a really good way to make it and, happen. And yeah, and it's like one of those stories where everything that's mentioned is like, oh my God, that's the most important thing. There's nothing in between. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. You're being told these things. And I do like the idea, like, Dr. You see the Psycho. ghost of Siegfried. I'm going to help know, you. So like, I know. Was that real? Was that of the mind? I don't know. Is this real life? I don't know. Is it a good, I like that Dr. Ghost? Psycho at a point how he's describing it. It seemed to be that this was his Lexor type deal. This was where he goes when all the women get him really angry so he could go to Asgard. He's like, I like the manliness of this. Well, what about the Valkyries? Oh, don't bring them up. I don't need those ladies. Like, he hates the women so much that Asgard is his way to kind of settle down. But then he has to go too far and make enchanted weapons to make people do his bidding. But we didn't see Just that. the idea. So. This, uh, like, I, I astral project my mind into the sphere of the gods, specifically to Asgard, to have the, the freaking dwarves and the merc elves help me out and build enchanted weapons, which I imprint my mind on to ample, to, uh, affect the wielder so they are under my power. I'm like, well, shit, dude, you really thought yeah, this really. through. <laughs> like, you're doing a lot of shit here. Like, why aren't you just the be-all, like, end-all of this whole story? I can't get all the story. groceries at one of the grocery <laughs> stores. You're doing all this? He's doing stuff over here. And even with that, like, you want to have that direct connection. Okay, he he does. He hates women. What, why is it? He's like, oh, those Valkyries, I never want to see them. But then he knows about the key. But you're expecting, like, all of it to just be him. But it's not. And it just it, it all twists and turns. I just I think that Odin, Dr. Psycho, knows some focus. bad shit. And I really hope that going forward that Dr. Psycho plays a more prominent role and, in the villainy of and Wonder that'd Woman be series. Cool. And that'd be cool. I just... With Odin and Dr. Psycho to and then hopefully it goes have back to that silver like, swan cliff hanger we had before. Like you said, though, it's a weird thing for Dr. Psycho, what he's doing, then to go with Odin seemingly to get Wonder Woman. Like, is Wonder Woman an anomaly that wasn't supposed yeah, to be there? Yeah, I don't there? think she's supposed involved? to be there. And it's just so weird. Uh, she's just that, a fly in his damn ointment I mean, right now. 
really, she ended up dying how many times last issue? But yet they they go and make sure Siegfried doesn't come back. Why don't they just do that with Wonder Woman? No fuss, we're done. I mean, then it's over. Uh, But yeah, you have a backup here. Not much of a backup. No, well, it it seems to be a lot of a backup because it took me forever to get through these few pages. The first uh, part of this... Uh, was a little bit cuter in my mind. It's written by Jordan Valeros. Normally, you know, a colorist is going to give it a shot here. And the Paulina Gonachawa on art. And it does look cutesy and whatever, but I did like that that tone a little. A lot of people were thrown off by the tone last issue because it was so cutesy coming out of a Wonder Woman in Asgard fighting. And I didn't mind that. It's just that this issue shows that I really am not concerned about well, the story. Well, even the idea where it becomes this whole thing, like Wonder Woman's going to be taught the history of the Amazons, stuff like that, because she is becoming of age to where she wants to be a part of what all the other Amazons are doing. So she's going to be taught by freaking uh, Helene to go and do all these things in the library that they have, but she's going to teach her the real history. But Cleo's all like, well, you can't go and do that. Actually, I think it's the, at the reverse. Cleo is actually doing this, and Helene doesn't want her to be telling her. Yeah, like, Helene you know, is normally yeah. the 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 keeper, but she's got Cleo to kind of pick up some slack. Cleo's but Cleo, got some personal Cleo's beliefs got about some what's new going issues, on that right? she's going to like you know put in this mind of the small she's child. She's got those new crazy ideas. She does. She's one of them. She's one of them hippie Amazons who think things are wacky, Eric. Uh, but she seems to be right. Yeah. That there's, well, even there's the idea missing that history. Ha- that we have the like the, the statues of the goddesses <laughs> who bestowed Themyscira upon the Amazon and stuff like that. What is this though? It seems it seems like uh well, I can't think of her name right Aphrodite. now. Aphrodite. Aphrodite, thank you. I was going to say Venus. Aphrodite I'm like, I'm looks like wrong. she just became part of DX, Eric. <laughs> she's, t- I mean, I'm telling, she's telling everybody to But the it. idea that, like, why does Aphrodite not have a book in her statue's hands like the other gods who are offering gifts? Yeah. Oh, we believe that Aphrodite was bestowing love and not knowledge. Yeah, why well, would every other one have a, a book and not her? Right? But it turns out now we're on to the, the backup of this Wonder Woman book has become a side quest of finding the book that, like, Aphrodite lost on the statue of Aphrodite lost on Themyscira but but Helene she's not too happy with Cleo giving young Wonder Woman tests like this to learn the truth about the Amazon's past you don't understand that that dark hidden knowledge it's the typical deal where you know when you first start out Wonder Woman any story of her a little girl she's going to sneak off the train this is just but this is more of a blackmail because even though Helene is going to go through with this thing I mean even though Cleo is going to go through with this whole deal it really seems that Diana has a set like I am the heir to the throne so pretty much you do what I say I'm going to tell my mother about this or when I get on that freaking throne myself I'm going to remember this yep you're done All right. the the thing is you you have this idea which is so funny that Every Amazon for centuries has gone by the statue and like, hey, why is that the one that doesn't have a book, even though it looks like it has a book? Eh, she should brings be us there. love. Eh, she's giving us love, you know. Like, why aren't the others giving us other things? But you end up where it's there's too much dialogue. There, there's it not much weird of a story. That and there's wasn't so one of the much. statues to me. Yeah, well, Hera's got other things to do. She's she's the the big patron, Eric. I don't know, but yeah, it just it's still cutesy, but it ended up being a lot of talk. To get to a pretty basic idea of what Diana's going to do, but like you said, it's also Diana through the whole thing, really coming you off do like know a little that one aggressive. Day I'll but, yeah. be the queen, it, don't it, you, Cleo? It kind of, I didn't like the way oh, it <laughs> I told you to jump off that bridge. Like all these things going on, then to have at the end where you know you end up having Helen. Helene uh, is freaking eavesdropping. Oh my god! Like, she before she's room, yelling and screaming, and, and now she's listening, and she's like, "Right, 
Sorry, whispering. I love the idea, too, that, you know, Cleo was tasked with this because Helene is too busy doing political stuff kind of deal, when all she's doing is she's spending all her time telling her what not to teach Diana. She has nothing going on. She just didn't want to do the job. She's hanging out this entire time. They they have nothing to do, Eric. I mean, they're on the, you know, Themyscira. What do they have to do? They're not watching the mother box anymore. I saw what happened there. And they're going to be dead soon. I don't know. Don't bring that up. With all this stuff going on, they really seem like they got a lot of time on their hands, and they just do the stuff to scroll around. Too much but I do love it's like hands. you still report to me for lessons at our arranged time. Yes, Cleo, you you better be careful. I'm always careful. I'll restore the missing text, and we'll know what you need here. Isn't the idea that Diana keeps saying, "I'm gonna be the queen"? You better you have to say, "I need to prove to everyone that I am." able to be the queen they always like, look at, at it. You point, that little last issue. it feels like a zelda game where like he's she's gonna yeah. go into the woods find the book put it back in the statue's hands a secret room's gonna open a up room to, get, there's gonna be get a, a treasure chest. chest and she gets a boomerang now <laughs> yeah you get a boomerang it's funny because you even thought that the wonder woman main story was like you know well, there's a, a side quest, wild so like, side quest okay there. like i'll give you this if you go and find me an egg and bring it, it back was. to me Oh, well, maybe it works out for both of them. But yeah, the way that you're saying it, you're going to put that book. It's going to move a little, a little uh, freaking door is going to open in the thing with steps. You got to get the boomerang. I got the boomerangs. But yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, I still think the art in both stories is great. No, it's great. I'm still. I especially love the main Wonder Woman art style. Oh, like the awesome. coloring and the yeah. art of that. It is so cool. I just wish that the story was doing more to show yeah, how more. big this is with an idea that. We have an ascended Wonder Woman in a pantheon that she's not a part of, and we're not playing with that for the, to the degree that we should be. Like even with that, the idea, like I said, well, Thor and they're like relaxed, but you even said maybe his weapon is whatever. But the idea where it's them Wonder Woman going and taking care of Asgardian stuff, even how big it is or whatnot. But that's not what I'm I'm here to well, see what's going DC, on with Wonder Woman. With their infinite frontier, while I'm loving a lot of stuff they're putting out, especially the interconnectivity of it, making it a real felt like lived in DC universe where people talk to each other. What we have going on out of Death Metal and even Future State is we have a lot of books like you know, the Green Lantern's gonna happen, the Flash, and even this, where you have the heroes who don't really have their powers anymore. I'm like, why are we continuing to do this? Like Wonder Woman's yeah, here, but fun. she doesn't know she could fly and has amnesia and doesn't know what her powers are. And doesn't like the name Wonder Woman. Yeah. She like, just goes like, like, oh, here's the Flash book. All the speed force is gone. Oh, yeah. well, fuck me yeah, then. Why am I weird. here? <laughs> it is weird. Lights hey, out. Green, green Lantern. Lantern. We're going to take away all of their, we're going to take away all the light. I'm like, well, I don't even know why I'm and reading it, this book. You want to go even more? There's, you know, we don't see it much, but hey, let's take all the money away from Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> so we do that. And it is weird that all of them seem to be you know, dumbing down the stuff, hopefully hey, to show how great heroes, heroes they are. Nonstop but, kick them in the balls. Yeah, just this one, when we had that first issue, it, it seemed, because we didn't like uh, Conrad or Clunan's deal with the immortal Wonder Woman. So no. I was like, oh my God, when when we got that first issue last month, we're like, man, this is awesome. Like, this really is cool. nothing. They were saving it up. And this now is getting towards what we had with that, the quest with the, the green freaking swamp thing, remember? And the, the, like, I don't know what that just, story was trying to do. I don't either, but I don't know what this is doing at points. So I, I just hope that it, it writes the ship next issue. I'm still going to give it a seven because of the art. 6.5 uh, out of 10 it? for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to seven more with it, of it all, Like ultimately, I like what we're doing with this, but I want to like it more, and I think the art's great. Yeah, yeah, the art's fantastic. So there is the first section of books. We're going to go off to some mail, and then we'll be back with the Joker to finish things up. Batman, 
please understand me now Sometimes I get a little But we all know that I'm never gonna be an angel When things go wrong, I seem so bad But I'm just a soul who came back as Red Hood Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no human. It's now with Eric, and I thought that was Tanya at the end saying that she doesn't need me, Eric. That's what happens all the time. And if you want to get involved in the mail section, all you have to do is email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com like J-Man did. All right. have the spotlight on you. Hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? This morning I woke up angry. Was it because I have a ton of work doing? My boss and the only coworker at my level in my profession are on vacation for most of the week. Was it, Eric? No. It wasn't. All right. I'm Was it pissed. because I am stuck at home for the next two or more weeks because my company is moving locations and Sounds there's awesome. that little thing called COVID, Eric? Yeah. No, that's not it. As I woke up from a good night's sleep of snoring and dreaming about my wife catching me doing all the wrong things, like putting her kitchen toys in the wrong location. What are kitchen, kitchen toys? toys. <laughs> Jess has like bathroom toys and maybe uh, she oh. has kitchen toys that I don't yeah, know you about. Don't, well, I, I thought he meant like there was like a, a rubber chicken or something. Like it's chicken for dinner. Ah, fooled you, right? Mine freaked no, you. Nothing like that's that. That's not what the toys are? No. Okay. I'm sorry. Maybe Sex he just toys. means like hot dogs, Eric. Hot you know, dogs. Kitchen is, toys. Is, could that be Ah, uh, yes. I thought about the comic book superheroes that I read on a daily basis that I used to look up to as a child. Well, it's probably because he was shorter then. You look up to everyone, right? Like, say it, Eric, like you do what now. What are you talking about? Thanks a lot, jerk. Nothing. You jerk. I, I'm more mad that you didn't say. Although there are some good to decent stories out there, I am missing the feels I had for these characters, and it bothered me more than usual. What was this missing element? I like to think it's drugs, Eric, but that's just me. Child like wonders. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's the adult. Not being beaten down mind. by life as an adult. I would go with that. It's it's almost like the thrill of reading comics is like what they say about the ghosts, Eric. The kids could still sense it, right? The kids. Is that what it it's is? always about the kids, David. I thought about what makes our favorite heroes great in the past. When I was a kid watching the Super Friends, every character was unique. In my mind, uniquely horrible. I just Am want I to right? Know, like all of these characters are the same characters as they were in the Super Friends. Yeah, kind of. I mean, actually, if they were, <laughs> it'd be some really shitty books. I mean, seriously, you have Aquaman. And, and That's don't, and don't put Super Friends. Well, I did watch as a kid too. You know, on a pedestal for how great it was of all these. I'm like, because that show sucks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I-, I watched it as well. Like Darkseid came because he wanted to marry Wonder Woman. That was his motivation. I just thought it was because his eyes were getting glassy. No two characters were like, even Robin with abilities similar to Batman was a half-naked dork that lacked Batman's gravitas. Love Robin. Uh, And I'm Casey Kasem. You know who my favorite uh, super friend was? Can you you guess? Apache Chief. 
Uh, no, I actually liked Aquaman. Aquaman was my favorite because as a kid, I really wanted to be able to breathe underwater because my mom would like dunk me into the, the bathtub and make me hold my breath. Baptism. And I knew that I was going to die eventually if I didn't learn that. <laughs> demons never left. The Wonder Twins, who look similar in style, had different enough abilities. One could turn into the form of water. Well, you know, Wonder Woman was taking a bath. While the other could turn yep. into the shape of a bucket. No, no, yeah. that's not how it works. No, For some no, whatever it was reason, an animal it was a shape water. of water, but also a bucket to hold the water of it yeah, and an and animal. Was the, usually it was, <laughs> it was like a hawk, yeah. a hawk that held the bucket. And yeah, so back then, Spider-Man had his web shooters, goofy one-liners, pranks on J. Jonah Jameson. Right you don't now, have that anymore? Now, actually, right now. With Nick Spencer's run, when you do get to the threats and menaces part with this new suit that ends up there, it does have that feel that I do like that. Amazing physical abilities and tingling spiders. Didn't he call somebody fam this week? Yeah, that was in that nonstop Spider-Man. Fam (laughs) also mentioned jackass, Grey's Anatomy, spelt wrong, and seemed to have a medical you know, degree. But, you know, that's just that, Eric. I ended He's up with arguing kids. with a guy on the Marvel Twitter because he loved that nonstop Spider-Man by Joe Kelly. And I told him he was. You know, He's allowed to love it, Jim. I actually, I said, you can like it. He didn't want me. I wasn't allowed to not love it is what ended up happening and ended up saying at one point legitimately called me a racist oh. because I said that it, it's Weird. a thing going on. And I said, well. It's a drug that is supposed to be targeting people of color, yet the only one we really saw die from it was white. And the guy goes, no, he was Asian. You're just racist thinking the name was like his name was Austin. Just because his name was Austin. No, no, no. It says in the issue that he's white. And I kept pointing this out to him and said, here's a screenshot. No, he's Asian. You're lying. I'm like, I've had enough of you. I'm going to mute you, you, you idiot. I don't know why you then have these problems. I ended, up, I ended up going into the Slack chat just so over the top pissed off that that's what my night devolved into is this guy saying, and that's the thing. I, I normally can't walk away from a fight, right? <laughs> but if somebody calls me a, a racist, meal. a racist, yeah, really, or an asshole as a cause, I end up with this <laughs> whole deal where I'm not just going to let that lie there connected to the review for that issue you're a racist oh well i guess i'll just walk so i'm like no 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 and i'm pointing it out to him and then he said i was getting cocky i'm like you're gonna see all right you're cocky i didn't know yeah well you're ugly i said what cocky (laughs) then i thought about some of the characters in today's comics i realized uh what had me so angry was the lack of distinctiveness among my favorite characters although a justly comic will depict the main characters is very unique each character becomes a lot less unique in their own titles depending on the story you run in a supergirl power girl superboy is that his name now super teen he said that uh super young man and superman who super all young man. have the <laughs> that's what i'd like to be called some goddamn powers and abilities you start reading batman doing his thing in Gotham and realize he may not be that big a necessity with the black Batman, Huntress, Batwing, Batgirl, when she's not Oracle, Cassandra Cain, Stephanie Brown, Harper Rowe, Red Hood, and one Robin or another running around saving the citizens of Gotham. Gotham, Eric told me, is a shithole. They need a lot a of people. It is a serious shithole. And the thing is, you know, he's not wrong on a certain thing because the Bat Fam, while I love a gigantic... What's up, fam? Uh, like, while I hey, do man. love a Bat Family, it has just been getting bigger and bigger to the point where like, they have to freaking start running out like you know banquet funny halls too? to get together. They do. And it's weird because it's getting bigger, yet you're grabbing all the characters and making them come back to Gotham. They had spread them out a bit. And, you know, they're kind of all... 
converging on government. And even though Diana is, and also just the idea, like you said, now we have two Batgirls. We got another thing going on. Even though Diana is dead and in Valhalla, we have so many Wonder Womans taking her place. Do we? Yeah, you're not I, seeing them, though. Yeah, we, we haven't really seen them at all. Like when you have and, Yara Floor, you do have Donna Troy kind of thing, but she's just Donna no, Troy. No, she, she he's Wonder actually Girl including point. Hippolyta, mm. too. And, and the thing well, she is, is that, Wonder Woman. Yeah, and if you're going to go with that, yeah, at points she was on the just like this part point, of the deal. And at one Earth, too, she was Wonder Woman. Yeah, she was Wonder Woman. Uh, and then having Wonder Girl, uh, Cassie Sands, Mark, but you're not seeing a lot of these characters actually that much right now. Should exist somewhere. And I think there was another Wonder Woman in some future state book I did not read. No, that was a mortal Wonder Woman. Probably that was just Diana. Was just how, many, how many Earth Green Lanterns uh, are maybe there Maybe he's talking about Nubia. Maybe Nubia. I like Nubia. So How many Earth Green Lanterns are there now? Who like is the seven, far sector eight, door I don't know. With a Green Lantern gauntlet, you're no, messing no, them no, up. No, no. This is the far thing you're, sector you're and the twisting them in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Teen Lantern and Joe Mullen. Yeah, they're two different people. How many flashes do we have now? Seventeen hundred. Mm, we've had those for a while fine i will read some marvel comics where uniqueness happens what the fuck how many spider-man like people are there everyone can lift thor's hammer and potentially gain some of his powers and that's the thing how many I cosmic mean, ghost riders are there like i'm telling you you get the power of cosmic all the time over there don't you well yeah but uh, again th- this past week i think 17 people picked up molnir I just like the idea when you had that whole thing because even the idea is like, all right, everybody, here you have the Punisher. But what if the Punisher (laughs) was also Ghost Rider? But what if he also had the power cosmic? I'm like, yeah, then you got it. There's the cosmic Ghost Rider there. (laughs) I love that mini series. When you have three or five, three or five characters that can essentially do what you do, especially in your own book, I feel that waters down what makes you special. But who does it better? is that's on the writers then because they should be able to write them differently. And the thing is, too, that different. while I do agree, there's way too many Earth Green Lanterns at this point because it's just getting ridiculous. Even hey, he's going to love Jeffrey Thorne's deal. I'm saying, even when there was four, it seemed like too much. And then they just kept adding. But the thing that's fun about that is everybody then gets their own different Earth Green Lantern, whoever's your favorite, because they should all have their own voice, their own techniques, and that's what you're going to be drawn to. Like, you know, yeah. I still love Kyle Rayner above all else because that's what I grew to. I loved his sense of humor. It was better than John's guys or Hal's before, better than Simon's or Jessica's or Team Lighter's um, now. I'll even go with one better, Eric. Maybe not better, but why I like it is I like having that many because then you get the juxtaposition of them when they work together. I love John and, and Guy working flavors, together. Do you know yeah, what, Jim? And, They're and still so all good. delicious. Yeah, not to Jeffrey Thorne. I ended up getting in a fight with Jeffrey Thorne <laughs> on mine this week, too. But he seemed to misinterpret just some stupid joke I made and then fought with me for three it was days. Pretty stupid. So I finally told him to settle down. The problem is, and he did actually thank me for kind of easing, easing him down from that ledge a bit, but then. He ended up fighting with some other guy that jumped in the same thread, and I ended up being caught getting 18 fucking notifications every two minutes of these two fighting back and forth about things. So Jeffrey Thorne, he is ready to fight anybody who is, says anything to him, and he was going on and on about So kindred how- spirits what you're telling me. No, because the idea of this is, you know, finally, you just if I'm writing Green Lantern and somebody's like, hey, you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, I know that I'm writing Green Lantern, asshole, and it's over. I win. Uh, he just kept going on with that idea of, well, you're not going to see all these Earth Lanterns because I don't like it. I'm like, every time he was fighting, I'm like, I'm not liking what I'm reading here. I just I hope that the book is good. But Me too. he ends up saying this is a superhero musical chairs from multiple similar characters who are trying to take a seat. Where there is a shortage of seats somehow, 
I don't like this metaphor makes sense, but that's all I got. The redundancy of similar heroes weakens the brand and the concept to me. The problem is, and I'll tell you right now, first off, Kashunda, Eric, and the idea what? of I could that's all they do it for. They have an opportunity, a new character, like Reptile. Eric, you like Reptile over there at Marvel? Uh, I don't nobody. even know what the last word you said was, let alone reptile now. Well, I'm saying the Kashunda, Eric. What They're is doing that? it for the cash. That's oh. cash. That's, oh, okay. That's a, a I'm term. not familiar with that term. And so with that, the, the new heroes all know that they don't sell. So the only thing they can do to make a new hero is give you either a legacy character of a traditional deal or another concept, Silk. Being, you know, another spider, spider character and things. Go say because you have that in them. And that's why they do it. People won't buy new characters. I know what, you know, J Man's gonna say is, well, don't give me any of those. Let's have the regular ones, but they wanna sell tons of books, so yeah. they try to do it. As my anger elevated to a eleven. And again, like the whole idea of Superboy, a new Superboy who's not the original young Clark Kent Superboy, but a clone of Lex Luthor and, and Clark Kent. It's my, one of my favorite versions no. of the, like the super character in the Superman family, and he is just an offshoot of that whole thing. He's just a younger Superman. At one point, they had a more distinct and like individual, yeah, and actually, you're right, tactile but... telekinesis, which I thought yeah, really yeah. made him an individual. And, and that they, would like, make him individual. And the thing is, and they kind of got rid of that and said, "Oh yeah, he just has Kryptonian powers," which like made him less in my mind. But he is my favorite character, and he is an offshoot of just a younger Superman. But what even you're saying that that is something where. You have, you know, a Batman. Well, you get the Robin because that's the cool young kid that, you know, yeah. you go. The problem is when those characters stay around for a long time, they aren't exactly hitting as hard as they were at one point. And then they add another one. And I'm not just saying Robins. I'm saying all these other characters there where then that's where you're not going to kill off all these things. That's where you start. You know, stockpiling things and whatnot. And we just killed off fucking Toy Man and Nora Freeze. I don't need to be killing off anybody else lately. They're not heroes. That's not what we're doing. His anger elevated 11. Started watching Invincible on Amazon Prime and saw something I haven't seen in a long time in comics. When the villains started, villains started wrecking house and putting innocents in jeopardy. The heroes arrived, and the first thing they did was try to defend the innocents. Some heroes got innocence to safety while others acted as shields or pushed the villains away from the general population. If these characters are not going to spend a little bit of time protecting innocence, they might as well randomly kill a couple of innocents here and there like the main characters in Crime Syndicate. Now we're starting to talk. You want a story like we had uh, with Priest and the Justice League where, where they're, you know, held accountable for this. Now, I think the creators of the popular comics are missing the point of superheroes and what makes them special. Maybe I should go read some Invincible comics back issues of 1980s DC and Marvel. We're doing the Invincible comic in the book of the month on Patreon and Valiant Comics from 2012 to 2017. Also, you're going with this Invincible. Robert Kirkman, he kind of knows his way around a comic book. He knows how to do these things. He's written some really good. So it may not just be, you know, the concept of, oh, these guys, you know, it's they don't know how to write. Some of these writers like we had in that Batgirl story. What the hell was that going on? They need better writers. I don't think that I'll go back to the wise old Eric Shea, who one of the first things in comics that he told me about was there are never a bad character. There's only bad writers. And we're just kind of having that problem i think the only popular character today that remains unique and tries to uphold the superhero concept is daredevil chip sadarsky's book eric he yeah, salutes him and marco cacetto it is one of my favorites uh i will say though that that's even dipping into some old stuff and things like that just like like a um 
Nick Spencer's Spider-Man, you know, grabs a hold of some old stuff to make this stuff new. Oh, crap. I have three days of work to finish in the next three hours. Keep up the good work. See you in the seventh. And that is J-Man from Half Moon Bay. Thank you, J-Man. Um, now, J-Man's mail is coming here where, it, to me, it would have hit harder maybe back in September. I agree. Or October, because I'm liking a lot of what we're getting now. And I'm seeing some Fish things time. that are making things a bit more unique. Yeah, we have a ton of Batman books. And that is a complaint all in of itself. It's funny that we have a ton um, of Batman books and we are dealing with this gigantic Bat family, but not everybody in that gigantic Bat family. Yeah, no. And... Here's the thing also, Jamin is upset about having all these characters and whatnot, but then you get like a book that we're going to talk about next, The Joker, where I even said when we were talking on our Patreon spotlight, where people at the beginning, I don't need another Joker book. Oh my God, a Joker book? Why do we need that? Then they start reading it and their complaint is, there's not enough Joker. (laughs) Which one do you want? Because you just have to go book to book, story to story, and there can be some real. I'm actually so happy that there's so little Joker in this right now. I expect it to change as we go along, but right now, the idea of going into a Joker book, I didn't want that because I don't want a book featuring the really Joker. Care. And yeah, when we yeah, got yeah. a book that's featuring The Hunt for the Joker by Jim Gordon, like, Maybe it should have well, been called something the new Hunt and cool. Joker. That would have been a cool idea, but you wanted to get that. I, I think that most people, when they are complaining, they just. Okay, marketing duped us, you know, yeah, yeah. expecting more. But after the first issue, I don't know how you could just keep arguing this because this is how it is. And you either, you know, get off the bus or, you know, get your ticket or whatever, because it does seem like it is just a hunt for the Joker book where I think by the end you even get a little team up, Eric. But we'll get into that in a second here because that is the mail. Again, if you want to email us in and hear us yell at you, Email us at the Weird Science. Yeah, sometimes email Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com and we'll read your mail here on the show. We don't skip any mails, even if they are very, very negative. You know, you can email us instead of saying, These people always complain on the iTunes. It got me so upset. But we're going to go off now to finish the show with the Joker. He got his first real comic. Got it at a five and nine Ready to his fingers plan Been reading comics most of his life Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jay quit, Knuckles got married Got his wives, never gonna get far When he looks back now Oh, yes, Eric, you've read comics most of your life, and we're here to talk more of them. You're doing it every day as I'm dying every day. That's the difference between us two. And maybe I should. Maybe I should, starting with this one. Uh, And again, it's it's a big comic, and when you ended up, when it first came out, both of us were kind of like, oh, we forgot about it. We thought that maybe it wasn't going to hit as hard. Uh, Shit, but at we one did point, like I thought it was a miniseries. Yeah, we did like it uh, in the way of, holy crap, this is pretty damn good. And this issue, you still are going to tell us this. I, I kind of stepped back a little. Good, Jim. I'm hoping just that, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, well, this that's what I'm pretty saying. pretty great. Pretty great, indeed. Uh, but yeah, I ended up, I don't know, I got a little bored. 
a little with some of the things that were put out. It seemed to be doing a lot of heavy lifting of setting up, uh, you know, this story and world that we're going to be dealing with. And some of the things weren't exactly wow moments to me, um, but I do still like it. I just need you to tell me how great it is, Eric, so that I can be as positive as you were. Uh, shocking the world with your score, I will add. Uh, but it's Eric, give us your player pair. <laughs> the Joker, number two, written by James Town the Fourth and Sam Johns, with art by Gillam March, Ari Frianto, Tom Napolitano, Mirka Andolfo, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Ariana Mayer. Jim Gordon's hunt for the Joker begins in this issue, where our former commissioner is going to need the help of Batman for his mission, while keeping the end of that mission a secret from Gotham's anti-killing vigilante, and to make sure that he's taken seriously, he blows a whistle about what he knows about our hero's identity, specifically his daughter, Barbara Gordon. This is a giant issue for Batman fans, and takes this story in a new, bold direction that shows that not only is Jim Gordon uh, going after the Joker, but the Clown Prince of Crime has a bunch of factions all over the world gunning for him, plus a punchline backup. How dare you? Yes, Eric, the punchline backup. When I got to the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, we have to do this punchline stuff. That is what it's weird, too, because when we I don't mind that either. I, I didn't like it at all. I really don't care about punchline one bit. And it bored the shit out of me. And I wish that she would go away about the Royal Flush Gang and Orca. Not one bit. I, I'm Maybe telling you, when I got Karen, to Jim. that, I thought, bullshit, I don't need this. And I, I'm just you're not going to push this. It's the time is coming gone. I don't think that punchline has the, you know, the moxie to, to the get legs. over the top. Nobody, I don't think anybody cares anymore, but we'll get to that in a minute because what ends up happening is you do throw a lot of stuff into this main story. But the big thing is the idea of Gordon deciding on whether or not he should go not only track down the Joker, but kill him. He well, that's the know. mission. That's the yeah. whole idea because not, he, does not, he has to track down the Joker. It's not like he can bring him back alive because that's not what Cressida Clark wants for this whole thing. And the, you know, and the mysterious benefactors are paying him a shit ton of money to do this. You need to kill the Joker. And with all the baggage and background that he has with this character, it's something, honestly, that he should have done a long time ago. But with his close friendship to Batman and his own personal integrity, yeah, is the line the big that Jim thing Gordon right is going across. It's the integrity where he could have even accepted money to look the other way at points and done some no things, flash. but he never did it, even when he really, really needed it. Well, he kind of does again. And so he is on that deal of trying to figure out, should I do what I'm going to do. How is this going to affect my relationship with Batman? Is it something, well, really, $25 million kind of gets me over the idea that Batman like, might is, be pissed at him. Am I going to be able to keep, use this $25 million as a pillow to sleep nice at night? Yeah, I would. But yeah, and, and especially because the way that was set up in the first issue, I like it because he is seemingly having nightmares about the Joker and we set He's up that daymares. Yeah, and we, we ended up setting <laughs> up that hallucinations, he, Jim. Yeah, you really, to see a drug abuser. You end up where he, needs, help, he needs to get over this. And this could be something that he kind of needs to do for himself anyway. And so it is that twist and turn. And it does. I like it because there are little nuances to it. It isn't just, hey, I should have killed the Joker before. So let's go root it to guns a blaze. And he has a lot of things that worry him. And at the end of all that, even just and the idea, the, the he's idea a good that guy. he blames the Joker for the death of his son on top of everything else that the Joker and, has done. And he and shot Barbara. A day. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I'm just saying like, recently. Yeah. But I'm saying he it's a family thing. I mean, he has He'll all just of keep the things gunning for yeah. the Gordons, no matter what his family's going to be. And in so trouble. it is set up that down. he should be able to just do this without any fuss or muss. Now, Batman being involved kind of throws that out, but also his integrity. And you do end up having him set up this. Kind of bullshit little bat signal 
deal that I didn't really get that it was that much bullshit, but I'm like, okay, whatever. But Batman He's shows got a up. little desk lamp with a freaking bat symbol on it that he's shining out of his window and he's hanging out on the catwalk freaking fire escape. I'm like, you could wait inside, I would think. But he's yeah. like, even blaming Batman, like, he wants to play the game. Enough. I'm freaking freezing out here. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? He you don't have to, to be the out there like you're still Commissioner Gordon. So he goes out and Batman And you don't comes have to in. be in your underwear. That's like you're true. sitting there wearing a freaking wife beater. I'm like, you could dress for the occasion. He wants to be sexy. And so he's there. Show and show you my guns, Batman. Batman so shows cold. up. and Let me show you, you my know, nips. He talks about this idea of chasing the Joker and trying to find him. And he wants Batman involved because he does need well, he some more him info. he tells everything yeah. except for the except end. For the, the idea thing. that he's supposed to kill the Joker. Because on top of everything else... He does want Bat- Batman as backup because this is a dangerous situation, and he still needs a little, a few things from Batman to get this job done. Even but that, it seems keep like it to himself about the murders. It even seems like he's hoping maybe Batman will either give him the the thumbs up or the thumbs down, and it'll give him more of an idea of being able. I think he just wants to blame Batman at the end. Oh, Batman, you said I could go, but he you ends didn't, up. You didn't stop me. Yeah, Batman. you didn't say no. Even at the one point, Bro, it's like Jim. You even have Jim Gordon like at one point. Well, you didn't say not to not to do like. He is trying desperately to get anybody else to blame. And so one of the big things in this, and it's huge, but I didn't hear many people talking about it that much, is the idea that when Batman calls in Oracle to talk about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and whatnot, Jim says, and he says, I've been waiting with this. I'm going to you know, lay it on them to get distracted because at one point, like, you're not going to kill the Joker, right? And he like, he goes and answers another question and doesn't say exactly well, that's the that. best part because he's trying to get Batman's help and approval. He's got Oracle on the line listening to everything. So when Batman I says, like, you're not balls for Batman to get Oracle on the line right here. Yeah, with she's Jim always on the line. It seems like yeah, not just connects no. I'm but saying the, thing, the idea of having his daughter, even if a digitized deal, it's like, you're really pushing just the whole here. bit though. When he's like, you know, you're not going to kill him, Mario. And then he goes and like changes the subject. He's by like, not I'm, saying, I'm like, glad you, know, you asked me that. Exactly. <laughs> and then like Barbara down the line is like, he never swore he that never he wasn't going to kill him. And then, like, at that point in time, love it, too, because this is when Jim Gordon's going to pull out the big guns that he's been holding, his feather in his cap, where he starts talking about Barbara Gordon being Batgirl and Oracle. He doesn't know when she always, like, stopped doing stuff or when she started and stuff like that. But he knows about this. It's a big thing, because what else does he know that he's going to keep as a feather in his cap going forward? And it is even my mind, because... Fans of Batman, like, you know, they speculate the idea that Jim Gordon knows a lot more than he's saying. Here he is showing it, and it's a huge deal along the lines of when the, we had the Joker War starting out, and you saw that the Joker, who was always kept to himself too, knows the identities of all the Bat family and is going to use it against them finally. Yeah, and so this should be even big. I, pe- I didn't hear many people talking about it, good or you know, bad or whatnot. But I was and- talking about the people who didn't care all week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I, I didn't see anybody talking about the idea that this work? is huge. And yeah, they, they just kind of rub it. So I actually thought what he was saying, and I thought they were going to play both sides where he knew she was Oracle. And then when you ended up, because he just says, I know this, I know it's you, Barbara. And I thought when they met is, what do you know, dad? Well, you're Oracle. What else is there to know? And I was like, oh, but they don't do that. But with they that, you do all out there on Front Street. And but you run into a kind of painting yourself into a corner here where you do tie it into the end of Cecil Castellucci's Batman or Batgirl run, recent. where you ended up having 
Jim Gordon Jr. ended up dying I and blame Gordon you for blamed my Batgirl. Son's death, Batgirl. So what was that all about? And, and Barbara says, well, what is that? Oh, well, I was just lashing out. I was it, grieving. It, it did not feel right to me that. It that didn't, is, but, but the it's, thing that, is... That's complete and utter bullshit. They're just trying to make it work in something that Cecil Castellucci... No, I don't think they did. They didn't throw it away. They didn't no, just they say mentioned like, it. No, I actually, I'm saying, though... They mentioned it, but the idea is when I was reading this and you had that big revelation that he's using this as a, immediately I thought of that end of Batgirl where he was blaming Batgirl. I'm like, how are you going to do that? Because that doesn't make sense. So the idea that they actually talk about it in this and say why he was acting a certain way with knowing, I'm like, at least you're acknowledging that oh, they're this acknowledging is going along it. It's complete bullshit. It makes no sense that he flipped out and was going to try to shoot Batgirl because he was grieving and because, no, and the idea of this that pisses me off that we said in the first issue the idea of joker wasn't involved at all and yet you're trying to make it into that joker this doesn't make me think the joker is now more involved than he was it makes me think what are you doing here you're just twisting and turning to try to make this work i wish that you just at the end i wanted them to mention it but makes sense it didn't make sense and so i was like maybe you shouldn't have mentioned it i don't know because you really are throwing that where we even said he's mad because of what happened to his son joker didn't do that to his son I mean, it really had nothing to do with them, but that's how the we're Joker playing. Joker was it. around with that weird Joker war tie. It was the, the Joker it didn't war. Work out it well, was. But it like, I'm telling that, you, you, they can connect the whole thing. What it just ended doesn't up work doing well. it was your son was an obsessive, insane guy who triggered out his all, sister. All of a sudden, because Cecil Castellucci can't tell a story or set one up, all of a sudden Jim Gordon Jr. has a split personality that doesn't yeah. make any sense. And again, though, then you're kind of tying it. It, it doesn't make sense still, but from this moment on, that's what happened, and that. Yeah. Actually, with the idea of, okay, I'm going to blame the Joker. Again, I kept saying last issue, well, you were yelling about Batgirl. At least that puts it on the table. I, yes. I will give him credit for putting on the table. It just makes no sense. And I wish Barbara would be like, you got to get checked out. I mean, you, you have some problems here. Uh, but you end up having a lot of fun stuff in this, though, besides that. And and Jim Gordon's going to go off. The big deal is when you find Batman sense, when you find Joker, you get a hold of me. And it isn't at this point of you get a hold of me because I don't want you to kill him. You get a hold of me because I don't want you to die, Jim. Yeah, and I'm so worried in the about meantime, that. Gordon's thinking to himself, I'm going to kill that pair. But he still doesn't know. Really, you don't know 100% of he's what gonna he's going to do. Yeah, and that's, that, that's a cool of deal. the series so far. And that is a really cool deal. And the funny thing is, is we're here, and like you said, this is an ongoing. Well, where does this go from? I mean, how I ongoing know. can it be? Uh, but you end up having pretty much, you said, a mad, mad, mad world where everybody thinks that well, Joker that's the has best screwed too, them. Because it's such a weird concept because you know there's going to be more to it because the people that we find out in this, you know, Cressida from and the this last opens issue, it up really who well. gives the $25 million and tasks Jim Gordon with the job of killing the Joker, she is one of the court of the Alice. And then we talk about it all the time whenever they show up in this show or in different comic books. There's diminishing returns with the Court of Alice because we freaking dwindled their amount so much over the years now that at one point in the Green Arrow series, they were just freaking, you know, hunting homeless people in the sewers. They weren't shit. So they were, were like, nothing. If, if we can use this series as a way to say that the Court of Alice are upset that the Joker causing all its destruction and they're going to be using this as a way to rebuild up the, you know, make them a threat again that you can want to read about instead of every time they show up, they're just kind of a joke. Awesome. But the thing is, they're just one of many factions that want to kill the Joker for what he did in A-Day. Because you go down to, like, Texas with a crime family, the Samson crime family, and b this Billy Samson, he took the fall for the rest of his family years ago, was imprisoned in Arkham Asylum, and now he's dead. And so they've even the paid, they even family, say, he was there, but we paid to get it comfortable. He had yeah, a yeah. nice little life there in prison, but... 
Now he's dead. So we have and, a freaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre family, as far as I'm concerned, 100%. going after the Joker. So that's just upping the ante right there. And on top of that, you have the entire country of Santa Prisca putting all their funds into creating a new Bane super soldier woman. I don't understand how it's worked, but she's, you know, in a test tube full of venom, becoming super strong. Like, I don't know why Bane never did this himself, because they're pissed off that they're, you know, the leader Bane's of their dead. country was murdered by this clown. So you have a super soldier venom-infused new Bane going after the Joker where he is, a Texas Chainsaw crime, the Court of Owls and Jim Gordon. And on top of that, as you go through the different panels, as you see Jim Gordon's narration in the beginning of this issue, you see even more factions aren't spelled out yet. So I'm like, everybody is going to be gunning for this clown yeah, and, to die. And what's good about it is normally with this, and like you said, it, it, you've had a lot of movies like a Mad Men, Mad World. That's more of a dated reference. But we've had a yeah. bunch of movies like that where – I'm surprised that you don't have this big contest, I, but that makes it goofy. This is cool, and it means something because there are stakes. You you killed my brother. You did this. You did that. While the Joker seemingly didn't do this. That That's the big thing that and really yeah, we don't think is the Joker funny. Did we don't think the Joker did this But the idea, too, that the Joker is off on one of these things. Another thing this issue does is starts talking about the idea of, like, after these gigantic heists and shenanigans that the villains do in different places – they need to go and recoup and re- rest places. Where do they go? It turns out there's different areas around the world where there are almost like like vacation spots for villains to freaking just get their wind back before they go and yeah, do something Yeah, I, I don't again. like this concept at all. And and the reason why, it it's a tiny thing to me where he always ends up having these factions, you know, the League of Shadows. That he ended, and it's always these things that happen where you're like, Batman would know about this. What are you talking about? And it, it's just another one of these things where – Batman doesn't know shit about shit. And it just, that upsets me a bit. I know it's kind of trying to play that idea of being almost like in a meta deal. Well, when you don't see the penguin, it's not because, and you know, he's off well, the It's one of those things, too, where you do wonder, like, after something along the lines of, like, the Joker war, like, I, I obviously, this is what he's doing after the Joker war. I'm trying to think of a better thing, but I can't off the top of my head. But where do these villains go that don't get captured? that's the thing. With me, I think that this is trying to be too clever because you don't really have them out and about because you go to the next story and it's based on some other thing. They just go and I like them just to, to disappear a little, go to the now, underground. The thing is, do. we do need this, though, because we do need a spot for all well, of these other factions it. to converge on the Joker, who, after reading the story about A-Day in the newspaper in this other tropical country... He knows that a lot of people are going to be coming for his ass. So yeah. he goes and actually, this again, guy Desmond, that's what gets me. Skull face here. He's going to test this man to give him a bunch of. You he's know, like Hitler, half skull Hitler. Exactly. There, he's going to test know. this guy to go and get him twenty or thirty men to like you know be where they think the Joker is going to be, so they could ambush well, anybody who's yeah. going to come here. And he set it up because he killed that family. So that's yeah. where they're going to go. That is where they can watch them come up and all that. But he's again, made himself a target in this like whole I thing said, in this country. Well, he knows villains. that they're coming. So, yeah. but with that, all of these, you know, factions, they all know of these secret bases that are set. And again, though, you end up making Batman looking dumb. And that is something that James Tynan kept doing. Everybody was doing it. Even the court of the owls uh, was that. And it's that same concept of we're just going to have something pop up that has always been there. But Batman, who supposedly knows everything about everything, he doesn't know that's there. Like he's never wondered where does the Joker go in this? Oh, where do they go and whatnot? Like he wouldn't track them and things. And it just threw me off. I thought. Well, that I don't that think that this is just a that. little. Just many second. all over the world. There is, but but they say Batman. Nobody knows about him, and it just throws me off that the, Batman never knows anything. Uh, like I said about the League of Shadows, he only knew the League of Assassins. He well, his know mind was magically wiped of the information. Yeah, so was it wiped of this? 
because it's just, again, it, it lessens him. We're talking like we were talking earlier in the deal of, you know, say the Batgirl book where you have virus, it makes her less. I just don't like when you find out these things that have been hidden from Batman all these years, and he never fit. But everybody and their mother knows about it. Nobody squealed, though. It just threw me off. But it is a way to get a location. It's just there for yeah. that. Now, with that, I wish that we went more into the Court of the Owls because of the idea that it does seem like this could be them rebuilding. And I would have liked the idea that the reason why they get Gordon is because they had a, they're out of talents there. They use them talents too much no, I will because tell you that's this. something where I would send a talent right here and right now to do this. When I was trying to make weird connections for the first issue of this, where I'm talking about the idea of this character, Crescent from the House of Mystery, who was attracted or had, was attracted by monsters and stuff like that, or even the idea that that was Bane, who was all freaking, you know, like up in that fedora and like all masked up who was her like bodyguard slash chauffeur this makes a lot of sense because it probably was a talent who it's, a, it's an undead person yeah, like he it, looked like, like the butcher he was yeah. so big but may still be it may still be well, the again, dupe doesn't of bane, mean but... that they can't get some electrum and bring bane back from the dead and oh, make yeah, him yeah. into a talent because make him a why town. wouldn't you want that because of this be big cool. bad motherfucker as a town under your control and if you're going to get uh, somebody to do this, you end up getting James Tynan, who was involved in the Court of the Owls and the Talon book. So I do like the idea that it, we saw it. When you ended up letting other people deal with the Court of Owls, it became a bunch of bullshit. It became nothing. And so I would, bad. and we love the Court of the Owls and the Talons, especially. And with, you know, William Cobb being in the, like, you can make this big comeback of the, you know, Court of the Owls and then maybe just have them disappear for a while so they could come back later. But, at the moment that you start this, they were a joke, and I want to see them big and bad. And when you see them at the end, looks really, really cool. In fact, that really, really looks like the Court of the Owls um, Villains Month issue where you had the whole family oh, yeah. on the cover and stuff, and I like it. I think that they are the coolest-looking deal, so I'm good with that. The Santa Prisca thing seemed pretty cool. I don't know exactly why, like you said, Bane could have had a army of stuff but they're mad everybody's mad at the joker because they think he ended up doing this now do you end up having by the end of this actual story where gordon does track him down and realizes it wasn't joker now he has to protect them in a way that okay you deserve to die but you don't for this particular thing and that is something that would interest me as now well it's just midnight run yeah, like it's Midnight Run. I, I think that you're going to end up having to have something with that because, obviously, they're not going to kill the Joker, but he – we don't think he did that a day. No. But you could also Which do, like I said, thing going we on could here. do it on the Patreon spotlight. Like I said, you start hitting them and, like, that's for all the other things that you did. I mean, you have Gordon have a lot of, you know, M.O. of why he wants to kill the Joker, but what happens – when it kicks in, because even this is mentioned in here. Hey, Dad, when you ended up going and the Joker did all that stuff, you were the one to stop Batman. He had tortured you, Dad, and you said to Batman, no, don't kill him. He needs to get due process. And I think that that's setting that up, that he finds out, okay, what I'm supposed to be doing, it's not really for this. He didn't do a day. And maybe, like I said, that's why I said maybe you'll get you know, a team-up type deal where it does continue even with Gordon and Joker trying to, you know, to, to get his name. I don't know, but there's some interesting things. But right now, I, I do like the idea of all these factions, you know, just kind plus of. Plus many more, which I can't wait to yeah, see more as the series more. continues and on. And really, 
you have Gordon who has Batman on the call. He ends up having a red phone that he could call yeah. Oracle. But, but a red phone. I don't, Isn't yeah. that great? Yeah, it is phone. funny. It is funny. Even they like used to the, joke, like, why is it red? Well, I don't want you to lose it because you're an old man who loses stuff. But no, and it's, it's, like it's that, a red bat phone. I like the idea that even Gordon then is like, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> just to get a red phone. Uh, and it made me laugh. It made me laugh. And and uh, with that, I even would have thought that he had a direct line before like the red phone. But yeah. Why would he then need the signal? But he has this direct line. It, it but always that, bothered me in Batman 66, the TV show. I was like, just trace the line. Yeah, you want to know who Batman is. But yeah, I guess they didn't yeah, care in that world. They didn't care. You, you ended up having the, you know, they, they were too busy drinking, Eric, is what I think. But you end up where I like well, the idea. I don't know. You know, <laughs> they're there. Uh, you end up here, though, that what I like is Gordon he's not going to be able to you know go against these these people these are wackadoos uh, out of every step they they are going to get one him. chainsaw freaking they, family i know i'm the saying your family right from texas here's chainsaw. gordon gordon's like boy i gotta go and get the joker when i get him i'm really gonna have to make a decision if i kill him or not because i have integrity they're there oh, no, we're gonna face. eat this asshole <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get him and i'm gonna eat him i like too that just throw it out there I mean, make the joke because it's Texas Chainsaw. It made me laugh because you're not even – we're doing it the Texas way. I'm like, the Texas way? You're going big? Meats, like, meats, and oh, a man's got to eat. I get it. And I like that. Like, I like that being right out there of the Texas way. I hope that it wasn't James Kynan like, I'm going to be clever here because it's not clever. It's hilarious. And Don't I mess like with it. Texas. Yeah. So you end up then – you. you have the backup with, with Punchline. Like I said, I, I think that my problem – I didn't really love Punchline right away. You know, I've said that. But at all. we waited a long time while we went through Future State. Then we get to this book. It's a backup. There's not many pages. And you're not really doing anything to get me any more excited for the character. And this is just kind of just pieces of the puzzle being oh, put it is. in. Right stuff. now you and have so Bluebird, Harper Road trying to learn more about Alexis K. Punchline and what her like ultimate goal is and plans going forward as she is locked up in Blackgate Penitentiary awaiting trial. And I mean, we're at a point where we're like four and a half months and we just had two little backups of her and I've completely lost interest in Punchline. I think that they would have been better served to keep her in the main Batman book with stuff going on with Harley and things you don't like, like that. You like me in high school here in my ICP clown makeup saying, I heard she's, she'll appear behind you with the knife if you say well, whoop, whoop you. in a mirror Same, whoop, three whoop. times. Seriously, whoop, whoop. without seeing the whole face, kind of does look like you still has like that freaking trench coat on or whatever. You know, you, you, it's just a coat. The proper <laughs> coat there. I don't know what coats are. He doesn't have a hoodie. But yeah, I laughed at that. But Again, that's just like, you know, going through the yeah, social media TikTok stuff. And I just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, TikTok. And I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> you might with your breath. It's a but TikTok challenge. That, Anyone with an Alexis yeah. K story has been uploading it. On, and, and, and that's the thing. The thing. thing. How lame is Bluebird now? She drives around on a motorcycle and her big source of information, though, is watching TikTok. TikTok. And, and I wish that before this issue came out, Harper. I wish that I always wish that comics were like, as big as anything so you could go out on the street and actually ask people questions and they, because i don't know that anybody if i said hey who's that dc character alexis k i don't think anybody would have remembered that that was punchline what about I, her I best friend that, growing up aiden priest yeah look at aiden look at that sexy guy he writes dark poetry in <laughs> his free time look, look at that undershirt with the mesh shirt under there it's pretty cool I, right i had a shirt like that uh way way back and i was it, it like was a, circa 1991 Eric, 
it was a half shirt too. It made so it cool. even better. It was the <laughs> best. And, and uh, by that I mean you're going to keep your temperature down because there's not much was. material to the shirt. You know where I only wore it a couple times that I did wear it one time playing beach volleyball. It worked well, yeah, out you're there. You're trying it to recreate freaking Top Gun, obviously. Damn right I was. I went around slapping all the guys' asses. I ended up getting beaten up that day. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't know we were playing Top Gun. I started yelling. I thought we were playing grab ass. Like, yeah, that's what I was playing as well. I'm like, hey, I'm Goose. And they're like, you ain't going to goose me, asshole. And they ended up beating me up. I don't know why I picked Goose. Right? So, yeah, why. you have all of that. And he's kind of cool. But, again, it's like, hey. Tell me what you know about her. I don't know anything. We have pictures of you with her. Okay, here's my basement. And there's well, no, a bunch the whole of thing is this, this is a, like a, a basement to her dorm room that's been shut down since all this murders and stuff happened. So there is stuff that seems to aid in priest while he's saying he's afraid of Alexis K and what she might be able to do. But it seems like he did show up here to maybe get rid of all this stuff that Bluebird is trying to find. And I think she's been led into a trap now by Mr. Aiden Priest. Again, but even with that, if this is the stuff you're getting, I mean, all this stuff is from the past and we've seen what she's done. I mean, this might be more into, I don't know, the trial, the things, whatever. But just going down no basement, seeing that she liked the Joker... Yeah, I hope that it's more than that. I hope this that seems it to be is secret a stuff that nobody knows about. Whatever mm. it is, but like I don't know. But if again, they are, there's actually, a couple toys. I, I say and that though, because things are there as if this was almost a secret headquarters for Alexis outside yeah. of like her normal dorm room activity. But also the way some of the stuff seems boxed up is that it seems like they just cleared out her dorm room after she murdered the dean and yeah. brought a bunch of stuff down into the basement just, to hold. It's like I'm seeing this and I'm not seeing anything that would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she has pictures. Well, we're trying of to joke. figure out what Alexa Kay's long game is now that she's in prison doing this whole free punchline movement. Yeah. Again, though, the idea of having the TikTok where the people are like, hey, you know, she killed this and I went that. I'm just not interested and I don't care about her long game as she fights with the you know royal flush gang because it just seems so separated with anything well, right now this is her long on. game to survive in black a penitentiary while we try to figure out what her long game is on the outside with harper Rowe and dr leslie tompkins because she did run afoul of the one queen of the royal flush gang and they brought they broke parole of orca the queen the ace of spades to get her brought in to be the muscle to kick punchlines yeah so i am really interested to see what a punchline a little extra k sidekick to the joker is going to do against orca I I just think in my mind I hope she does. She should not I, be I just, in the yard. There's I no, don't I'm even a, like I'm the not a idea. Speciest, you know, I'm not against the killer whales. Whatever you want. I don't think that Orica should be allowed in the yard with all the other people. I just the idea of you know what's Punchline's long game. I I don't even know if she has one, and I don't care. I mean, what is the long game going to be? That she's going to gas some people with that made up gas she had. I I, I just think that the fun stuff or whatever. Is come and gone. I don't need to see her just sitting in prison fighting the Royal Flesh Gang. And in a way that I think that James Tynan knows that the, it's a one hit wonder and he's trying to flesh her out a little so maybe she could be used again. But well, I'm also, I'm it not could interested. be a topical situation the idea that what's going on in America and other countries as it is, but the idea that she has placed herself as a victim and everybody has a voice now with the free, like, you know, Alexa Punchline, stuff like that, because they see her as a victim of the Joker. But what's weird is, is you know, a term like, you know, it's almost sympathy for the devil. Like, is she going to get but off it on these charges seem that already. through popular vote? You know what I mean? It doesn't seem that. Everybody's talking about the shit that she's done now. Nobody seems to be down with her anymore. They're like, oh my God. Well, no, she this was is just horrible. for this issue, though. The last time no, though, I'm we, saying, still, we still though, have Harper's brother like, I, doing stuff with a but bunch I don't of people need who are doing protests. To, I don't need to keep going back and forth about if the people do this or that because it's still a court of law. They're not going to go into this court and uh, take a poll on Twitter and say, okay, these people have seen her killing people with. 
the but with the Joker, she should be arrested. Doesn't matter what the fuck people think. I mean, unless you're going to get somebody, you know, the president involved that can or partner the jury itself. Yeah, but the jury is not going to just be like, okay, well, I saw some people protesting outside. That will then be, you know, null and void. They'll be kicked out and they'll have to get another jury. I mean, if, unless it's just to finagle and pay off the jury and go, and then she's out. But still, I'm not interested in seeing this long game of her fixing the jury so that she doesn't get arrested. It's pretty boring to me, this this backup. And you're not progressing anything or showing me why I should like this character whatsoever. And now you're just throwing Orca and the Royal Flush Gang in with it. And I just, I, me personally, I'm just not interested at all uh, to the point where if they said right now, we're not going to have any other backups, I would not lose sleep over it whatsoever because you're not giving me any reason to like this character more or less than I did before. It's just boring. But uh, overall, I, I'm not even going to use this against or for the final score of what I gave because I just think it's a bunch of nothing. But I think it's James Tanya just tying on to try to get this character to be not forgotten, and I've already forgotten her. But uh, what would you give it overall? Ultimately, I really enjoyed this issue. Everything that's doing from the backup to the main story, it's really making this an elevated book for something I didn't care about initially with the Joker title coming out. I'm like, I don't, I didn't want it at all. But this would totally be on one of my $25 do-or-die pull list for everything that's given me so far with only two issues. I love the art. I love where it's going. And it like really gets me excited to see what the Joker is going to do. And not only this Joker, but everybody involved in this in their pursuit for the Joker and the Joker's pursuit of just murdering the shit out of them before he gets got. I want to see this. And, you know, if Jen Gordon will cross that line and like, you know, sacrifice his integrity for the idea that like, you know, does he stop the Joker now, kill him so he doesn't kill anybody else? I want to know that. 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, and I, I love the Jim Gordon stuff, and I think it's cool, all the people setting up. I think that this issue, though, it threw a lot at you in one single issue with the Santa. And I think some people might be even a bit confused. The Santa Prisca stuff ended up kind of just going through that while you were getting narration from Gordon and not really seeing a lot of what was happening. Then, like you said, you see these bunch of other people cuttings and, and slicings on the tables and things like that. And I thought that a lot of things weren't really set up that great, but it's just to give you that idea. Everybody's after the Joker. So many factions. Uh, like I said, the punchline, I could care less if she ends up never showing up again. So that didn't do anything for me. I like the art, but I'm at a seven out of 10, seven out of 10 for it. And I, I think that it is setting up something cool, but I want to get to that cool stuff. Not just Gordon standing around with a lot of narration talking about, hey, am I going to kill him and whatnot? And then having all these other things thrown at you. But I think that they're, you know, a pretty cool book that's on a right track to enjoy. I just don't like it as much as you, I guess. But again, it would be elevated a bit if I cared about Punchline and what they're doing there. I just, again, it's just a couple pages. It's either not enough pages for me or I just don't care to see a girl in prison fighting some people and trying to survive at this moment. That's not making me you know, worry about punchline or think that she's an evil go villain. I a long way back loving me some women in prison movies. Well, you do like that. There was the British TV show Women in Prison as well that was on PBS when KHT. I was growing up. But yeah, like if if you ended up having like right now the next issue, hey, the jury, they, they were kind of duped by all this and she's out. I'm like, okay, like I don't know how much this makes her better or whatnot. The thing is, again, I think that Tynan is already struggling with the idea that he's trying to separate her a bit from Joker, but he has to make her important. So how are you going to do that if he wants this character to continue uh, not being just 
besides Joker all the time. And I just, I'm not that interested in it, but maybe it'll get me. I like Harper, so I don't mind seeing that. And we'll see the next deal. And I don't know how much or how long these backups even go. I don't think it even, it just says next clown hunt and things like that. So I wonder, oh no, that's the Joker deal. Did did they say how many issues these backups would be? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, because it might just keep going. As long as they want to charge an extra dollar as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and that's the whole deal. But yeah, 7 out of 10 overall. I could even go to 7.5 because I'm looking at it. I do really like the art in that main deal. And I like the ins and outs with the, uh, with Gordon and Batman and then Barbara. So I'll go 7-5. I'll be a little more positive. But what is your book of the week? Come on, man. My book of the week is the Joker number two. My book of the week. I can't remember what we actually gave the dark detective or the detective from Tom I think you Taylor. gave it 7.5. Yeah, I think that actually my book of the week is going to be a tie between Urban Legends. Actually, it's Urban Legends. I believe I gave an eight. So it's mine is Batman Urban Legends number two. Yours is the Joker. Next week, we have a couple books coming down the pike, and we'll see what is picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, <laughs> on the poll for the Patreon spotlight. But we have a couple things that we have to decide. <laughs> we have to decide if we're going to talk about them, because one of them is Batman versus Rachel Ghoul number six. Get out of town. That was what on the Patreon about? spotlight last time, and people seem to enjoy awful. listening to us lose our minds. And it is the ending, so we'll see. But... That's coming out if you're interested in that. Catwoman number 30, Justice League number 60. We get more of the Bendis Justice League. Nightwing number 79. Superman Red and Blue number two. We have to decide because we really didn't like that first issue. (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to check it out and see uh, because there's not a lot of books. And The Flash 769. So if we do go by Eric Shea, I think we have, what, a two pod? (laughs) Two or three on the regular. I think actually two, right? One, two, three, four. Yes, we'd have two books on the regular podcast, but we'll see. We'll see what we do. We'll get the poll going and all that. That's on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. But yeah, other than that, uh, it was a pretty good week of books. I, I seem I like so. I feel a little more negative by the end of this, but we like to, you know, have some fun with them. But I did like the books in general. I was actually pretty excited when I read my books, my, uh, urban legends, especially when I went to review that. And, and one uh, some big books. Well, I wasn't that excited about that. I actually told you right away that I thought it was a step back, but there was even some good stuff over at the Marvel as well. So it was a pretty good week of comics for anybody who's a fan. But that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, J-Man, for mailing in. And what do we say at the end? Everybody, have a great week. We Give a weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
closing time. That's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time. You've heard the pod's over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time. Nine hours you just wasted. Now it's time to get back to work. Closing time. Pretend you're still listening, cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Play with his toys.